Boom, and we are live with another episode of the Brownwater Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Case. That's right, and we have a great show lined up for you this evening. We have Tiffany here from NOAA. She's going to be talking to us about what, Joey? All kind of things. We're going to go over reefs, fisheries, water quality, quotas. We got everything lined up. All the stuff that we've talked about with uh, some of the charter boat captains that we've had on here before, but now we have somebody that's official that can officially tell us what we're talking about. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, But before we do that, before we jump into it, we are going to thank our sponsors right out of the gate like we always do thousand dollars goes to the first person who can tell me who i'm about to say nobody cool captain robbie williams (laughs) it's uh dr robbie williams at southern magnolia smiles man if you're looking for a great local dentist uh go check them out they're located on washington avenue in ocean springs right off of exit 50 uh or hit them up on the socials at southern magnolia smiles Keep your mouth clean at 23, and uh, when you're ready to book that appointment, give them a call at 228-215-1202. Tell them we sent you. That's right. Uh, Jesse Hill over at Hill Tree Marketing. If you need a website built for your business, for your content creation, maybe you do whatever. You build things at your house and you want to sell them. Hill Tree Marketing is your one-stop shop. They can take you from having nothing to having a professional website built. And he's all local. Here, His team that he's got uh, here on the screen for you folks watching on the video. Um, he can do everything for you from photography to videography to the IT side of things. Um, he's got an aerial drone. Uh, drone he can throw up and do aerial cinematography. Um, he'll take you to that next level, man. So go jump over to hilltreemarketing.com. Look at some of the brands that he's worked with and uh, check out brownwaterbanter.com because he built our website as well. Uh, Cedar Correct. Swamp. Our good buddy Rocky over at Cedar Swamp uh, off of Goche Van Cleave uh, exit off the interstate there. Uh, he's your local one-stop shop for apparel. He's carrying the brown water hats, man, if you want to go look at one before you buy it. Go stop by Cedar Swamp. Go to Van Cleave Exit. Tell Rocky you heard about him here on the podcast. Go buy uh, two. Don't just buy one. (laughs) He's got your rods, reels, baits, tackled, everything you need for a day out on the water. He's got you covered. So uh, go check him out and go look him up on social. See the number two and then Swamp. Last but definitely not least, our buddies over at Taylor & Cox Law Firm. Uh, If you find yourself needing legal representation, they've been practicing law for over 30 years right here in Pascagoula, which is in Jackson County. Uh, They specialize in criminal law, family law, and civil litigation defense. Um, They come highly recommended from everybody that we spoke to uh, prior to Calvin getting elected as circuit court judge. So uh, give them a call at 228-696-0111 if you need some, some representation. And we've also got, let me get it right here, coming up. April the 1st, uh, it is not a, April Fool's Day. That's right. It's not a joke. We are really doing a hardhead catfish tournament. The Bay Rat Bash. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be at the Blonde it's gonna Tiger. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious. That's right. It's uh, it's going to be at the Blonde Tiger in Biloxi. Big shout out to those, uh, to Scott over there for allowing us to host our tournaments at his place, man. Right there on uh, Gulf of Mexico. It's usually a beautiful, beautiful evening, like right there weighing in fish. Watching yeah, the boats I wish come in. You would have said that. Well, that's true too. That's also a good point. I probably ruined it. But if you want to turn a hardhead catfish into seven hundred dollars cash, uh, go to brownwaterbanter.com right now. Register for the event. You still got plenty of time. Uh, captain's meeting will be the day before. It is not mandatory. We'll stream it online. Uh, Joey's been getting a lot of questions about the uh, fishing. Don't area. ask me where the boundaries are. Where the if, you, if you don't know where the boundaries are, don't don't fish it. Just don't fish the tournament. Just we don't, don't fish it. it. We don't even need. We don't even want you in there. And for the people who uh, don't deal well with uh, Joey's negative 
this. You can't go around Deer Island. It's back Everything bay. north of Deer Island stay in, in Back Bay. Stay in the Bay. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's also other categories. If you enter the main, you do have to enter the main, hard, uh, the hardhead division. But you can do a buy-in for a black drum, croaker, sheep's head, and uh, we have a whole separate spearfish. No excuses. If you can't catch a croaker or a hardhead catfish in Back Bay, yeah. you're not a fisherman or woman. Throw your poles in the water and find a different sport. That's right. That's right. All right. So that's out of the way. Uh, Tiffany, thank you for joining us here this evening. We've talked about having someone who actually knows what they're talking about on this show Correct. for a long time, and we haven't done it but until tonight. Yes. So it's no more just banter, uh, willy-nilly, just shooting from the hip. We're going to have somebody who who knows what she's talking about when it Correct. comes to some of these topics. So, Joey, let you take the lead here. Where do we want to Well, let's start? dive into how you got into it. Actually, give us your title and then tell us how you got into your actual title. So my current title is Fishery Managed Specialist. I uh, yep yeah just pull it in close pull, get, get I was real. trying to like drink and do <laughs> yeah, the thing so yeah. it's like it's, yeah. it's the only trade off for not yeah. having the boom in front of your face you got to kind of manage it yeah. being right there so there you go You're yeah, good we, we want to hear you yeah um so I a I work for a company called ECS it's a contract company that assists NOAA so okay. a lot of times they want to get people into NOAA the federal process takes a long time mm-hmm. they go through these contracts they can hire them within weeks to months instead of going through almost a year process with the federal hiring. You mean to tell me that the federal government's not efficient or quick? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? I wish I could say that after right. being yeah. behind the curtain now, but uh, it, is, uh, it is definitely a slow roll. There's a lot of factors that go into um, everything. Yeah. Right. Um, it's an incredible process. Yeah. So um, I currently work for the HMS Management Division of NOAA Fisheries, and we manage everything from Maine to Texas to Puerto Rico, and it's tuna, billfish, and sharks. Wow. So what what does HMS stand for for the, 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 the nimrods in the back? Highly migratory species. There you there go. We go. If yeah. I, I so I've that. started talking in acronyms because that's kind of yeah, how yeah, NOAA you, Fisheries you, goes. You gotta call you gotta break it all down for us. Just let me know yeah. and I will um try and remember what the acronym means. Okay. So you, did you go to school for, I'm guessing you went to school for this, right? Where how did how did this, how did this interest speak in you? So it's crazy. I'm a, I'm a Yankee. I was okay. born and raised Uh-oh. outside of Philly in New York. Really? <laughs> yep. Yep. In a small steel town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem yep. Steel. Okay. And I would watch Shark Week with my grandfather. Okay. Every oh. year. Yeah. Back when it was actually science. Correct. Right. Not Correct. what it has yeah, become. The megalodons yeah. and everything else. And it's right. sad because I have a lot of friends that will go on <laughs> with this idea, hey, we want to show your research. And they go on. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not what we said. That's not what we were led to believe. They'll like change it around so a lot of scientists have actually pulled out of shark week really yeah yeah because i guess for the narrative of tv is what they're doing yeah you know that you kind of want to make it interesting but i think the science is interesting and what's going on is just as interesting as like i forget there was like a big giant um hammerhead swimming around boca raton eating everybody's like um tarpon right yeah yeah people don't realize like real science is cool. it's cool it's yeah, super you don't cool. have yeah. to it don't have to just be like somebody yeah. getting bit or jumping into a the, shark yeah, shark and, well, <laughs> is pretty cool or cocaine bear yeah it's gonna be pretty yeah we cool. cool. <laughs> forward to that i don't know about y'all but, but uh go ahead go ahead there there's a lot of cool things that we go out we see a lot of cool things um i've seen some really rad stuff out there okay that's unbelievable okay, give it shoot uh my my second long line trip so i used to do long lining off mm. of the east coast i saw a 15 foot mako Ooh. now I understand a big shark. I've seen big sharks. Right. Now, a 15-foot mako was huge. Yes. I don't... It was so wide, I don't even think I could get on it and sit on it. Yeah. It was incredible to see. Yeah. And it was moving at 200 miles I was going to say, they're like a bullet under <laughs> well, the water, Well, that was... Right? Um, I was on a long liner, so I was hanging out under the boat, and it was it you. was crazy. They did the whole, like, put the barrels in it, and it oh, went down. Like Jaws. Yeah. Oh. Can't go down with three barrels. Yeah. 
popped the barrels <laughs> off and never saw them again. Wow. Dang. They Dang. did go down with three barrels. Now, there. are they – have we talked about Makos before on the show? They oh, not, this is a good uh, topic. They're not – you're not allowed to eat them. Oh, you're not even allowed to put them in a boat now. Now. now that's as new. As of though, July right? 2022, they're prohibited. Is now, it? there's two species. So there's a long fin mako. They've always been prohibited. Okay. And then there's a short fin, which was um, like commercially caught, recreational right, caught. Right, right. They taste delicious. That's what they I've are heard. delicious. Yeah. Oh. They're like steaks of the sea. They're okay. steaks of the sea. Okay. But and, and what, what was the uh, more? Why was the moratorium put on them? I guess their numbers what, are crashing. Are they? Is what they huh. found out. And is it because of? I'm guessing overfishing is what yeah, it is. Yeah, and I think there's other factors. You know, it's not just overfishing. You got to look at. Um, it's kind of cool. We're starting to move into this. Um, We'll call it ecosystem-based management. You got to look at the whole picture. Right. If you're just going after a species, we've learned in the past, it's not working. Correct. You know, what's going on? There's other factors. Where are the prey items? Is the, you know, if the water's bad, the fish live in the water. Mm. If the home's bad, they're not going to be there. Yeah. You know, so we've got to start looking at all the factors than doing the old school. We need to manage one species. Right. So you got to look at the bait. You got to look at water clarity. You got to look at habitat. You got to look at all yeah. that stuff and that you people, <laughs> smarter than us. Right, right, at. right, yeah, yeah. right. But it's crazy we haven't done it in the past. We haven't put all the factors together. There's like water people and there's like the fish biology and right. all this other stuff. And we're trying to all now all bring it together. Yeah, that's cool. So you, you started long lining off the East Coast and didn't you go to college? Yeah. So um, let's see. From there, I went to... Florida Tech for my undergrad. Okay. I was supposed to go to a different school. It ended up almost closing. So I was supposed to go to Southampton College. And then I changed, which is out on Long Island. Um, they were supposed to close. So like I, over a weekend, went to Florida Tech, okay. which is in Melbourne, Florida. So how was that move? Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I bet it was for you. I, uh, I loved going to the beach. It's like the number, it's in the top five surfing colleges in the U.S. So, you know, I made sure my classes were from like eight to 12. And then I was on the beach. Sweet. You know, we were surfing, hanging out. Um, I used to row until I tore my rotator cuff. So I was on the water a lot. <laughs> right. You know, they, while there, I did a bunch of different things. I looked at like ancient pollen from Lake Titicaca. That wasn't from me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I worked with a, uh, uh, in a aqu aquaculture facility. Yeah. Yep. We did a lot of like shark tagging out right. of like Sebastian Inlet. Okay. Um, and then I also did, um, it's called like ecomorphology. We looked at the feeding habits of just hatch juvenile snook okay and like how it changes as they get bigger and it was one of the first labs to actually take um, juvenile snook or snook from eggs and hatch them out yeah. and keep them alive we got a buddy of ours that does that That's with uh, awesome. a lot of yeah. species around uh, uh brian My, yeah brian butler, brian butler uh, over at springs. springs he does the uh aquaculture over at Ocean springs and he does triple tail speckle trout he does a whole bunch of stuff yeah. over there yeah, yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool i actually thought i was going to go into that I thought I was going to go and do like aquaculture. I thought it was really cool. Right. And then um, I graduated college in 2008, which was the last economy crash. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there were no jobs. Mm -hmm. So basically when I graduate with a, now mind you, while I was doing school, I also did a bunch of internships. I worked in an aquarium. Aquarium is not for me. Those are fake sharks. They're, they're trained, you know? Right. So yeah, it's like, right. a, it's just a different Like field. a petting zoo. Yeah, kind of. It was, not, it was like, interesting. Yeah, they're not hunting. They're not acting like yeah. real sharks. They've yeah. been in that tank for right. know how to they're defeated. Like 10 yeah. years. They're defeated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, would I want to get in there? Would they probably like naturally instinct and maybe like chomp on me if I right. aggravated them? Right. Yes. But it's not like working with wild sharks. Right. So I also did a stint at the um, Bimini Biological Field Station, the shark lab. So if you do watch Shark Week, um, that lab is like the center point of like shark research. 
Really? Okay. You know, so that was cool. Like all day we would go out and like chase lemon sharks around or uh, we would set gill nets looking for juvenile um, lemon sharks because there was a theory that lemon sharks like sea turtles when they like pup, the pups go out and then they'll come back and pup. It took them almost 50 years to figure out, yes, that's true. <laughs> Science. We got it. Yeah, yeah. we figured it out. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's they funny. do eat that. Yeah. It, like the old school fisherman, he's like, yeah. Yeah, we, we knew that. that. Yeah. We have, we've seen You know, that. they see them yeah. come around. Like a lot of people in Bimini, like they live their whole lives. They're like, yeah, we've seen this. We know, kind of. Right. right. But, but we had to prove it. We, we had to prove, prove it. it. Yes. You know, there has to be data to show Correct. that. Correct. And that's the cool thing about science. What uh, You were doing these internships. Was this while you were still in college? You're yeah. Saying? Okay. And when you graduated 2008, what, did, what was your degree? Uh, I have a bachelor's of science in marine biology. Okay. All right. And then, um, so there were a couple of options when I graduated. It was basically go to Alaska and be an observer. Um, I'm not going from Florida, which right. the weather is fantastic, right. to um, Alaska. I had a lot of friends that did it. They had great experiences. They loved it. It's hard work. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. a lot of them learned to living 30 days on that boat. <sighs> in the cold. In the Freezing cold, cold yeah. terrible winds, rough seas. Yeah, Bering Strait. Um, I had a couple of friends who they they were out while another boat went down. Ooh, oh. you know, observers are on there because yeah. they have to have a certain. So Alaska Fisheries is one of the best managed fisheries in the world. Re- uh, that makes sense because they that, still have one. Yeah, right. No, sometimes. Okay. They had the. I know they closed like king crab and Ophelia crab this year early. Well, what I'm saying is that that, that from what I hear, I've never been there, but like they still have plentiful uh, bounties, bounties, yeah, Yeah. different species because they manage it so well. Because it's so, you know, and they're always monitoring it. Like I said, they shut it down if they're noticing like the like broodstocks not come, you know, not good this year. Right. You know, they have these on each, the trawl boats. Right. They have like sensors on them. So they know what those nets are doing all the time. And those sensors are cool. We put them out on one of the map bottom trawls we do out in the Gulf, mm-hmm. and it's cool that as the boat speeds up, slows down, you can watch the net react to the boat. Yeah, so you know how much you're fishing. Right. Um, so it's certain... like like GPS tags of each part of the net. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. There's okay. like these like orange things on different parts, and they talk to each other, and then hit a uh, hydrophone on the boat. Okay. And I, I think Alaska's got cameras. Like they can watch. The fish go in. So I think you, I've seen that. You're before. not going to sneak anything in. It's it's pretty much everything you catch. You got to mm-hmm. report and do everything. Pretty like that. much. Yeah. yeah. And that, that well, that brings up a good topic. I don't want to interrupt the like the origin story here, but like the managing having a great fishery like Alaska does with these regulations that usually piss people off, yeah. especially the people that live like off of that economy, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of a fine line you have to run to have a right. great fishery. I think anywhere, right? Yeah. So you're we kind of you're going to make people upset. We right? kind of joke in the management. Um, that as long as everybody's upset, you're doing it right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to look yeah, at it. Yeah. it. There is a fine line to dance. You know, you have to like make everybody happy somewhat. Which is impossible. Try, which no is impossible. What. Yes. And you're, you're ultimately like, we're scientists. Like we are very much into the environment. Mm-hmm. You're trying to preserve a fishery, a species. But not only that, you're trying to preserve these like, um, like for Biloxi, you want to preserve the fishing, the commercial fishing and stuff like that. That is so, um, like endemic to the area. Right, yeah. right. You know, it's been here forever. We want to preserve that. Most scientists don't want to like get rid of recreational fishing, commercial fishing. You know, our job is to make sure we have that going on forever. For generations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the perception be, it ends up being because there's that distance between the people who are making the rules like y'all are and the people who or on the boat fishing, recreational or commercial. Right. That, what are they trying to do? They're taking this away from us. Yeah. I've been out there. I've seen the fish. There's you know billions sna- of snappers snapper, not yeah. they're not endangered they're they're, they're more now than there ever was stuff like that yeah, yeah. right 
Yeah, we'll get to the snapper situation. Right. Because that's going to come here in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's tough to manage and make everybody happy. But I think if you can equally make everybody upset, <laughs> it's just. Then you're not playing favorites. Yeah, exactly. so you're not playing, playing the favorites. Exactly. Right. Yeah. exactly. So, in Alaska, I know a lot of with the hunting and stuff, if you're a native of Alaska, like an Eskimo, you don't have to follow the actual they get certain guidelines. They yeah. get certain is, that, yeah. is that the same way with fishing as well? Um. I've never worked in like indigenous people's right. fishing habitat. We don't have a whole lot of that down right. here. You right. know, so like my main focus has been I'd say from like Virginia to uh Louisiana. Oh, okay. So you just got the the regular old people. You ain't got no Eskimos. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I've <laughs> yeah, never I dealt think, with that. I think that's where we jumped out of your story was that she didn't actually go to Alaska, right? Yeah, no, right, I didn't right, go. Right, yeah. Everybody else went. Yeah. Uh and then so so pick it up, two thousand eight. I went to grad school. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. More money. Um, which I, I ended up having pay. You know, I paid for school because yeah, there was say, there money. was no money. Yeah, there was no. no grants. There were no jobs. So that's what I did. I went down to um, Nova Southeastern um, in Dania Beach, Florida. So I went south, which wasn't a bad thing. Smart. Yeah, uh, I you lived about in south. to run out though. I mean, you can't get <laughs> that much further south. Yeah, you know, if I probably could live in the Keys, I would, but yeah. it's too expensive. Yeah. Right. Even when I was down there, you know, from two thousand eight to um, sixteen. Yeah. They know what they have down there. Yeah. And they charge you to, yeah. live, to for yeah. it. You know I just I mean? went back to the Keys this October for two weeks, and it has completely changed in, what, four or five years? I've never yeah, been it's gone. a storm. I've never oh been storm kind of destroyed it. Yeah, the storm it, tore it all it up. tore it all up. Move sandbars, move reefs, move everything. Yeah, and it's actually, like, brought in a lot of, like, the locals are being pushed out, you know, and big business is coming in and, like, taking up the area, and they're oh, putting fence. Cool. Like, you used to be able to just pull off, Put on your snorkel gear and jump in. Right, right. they're we, starting to fence it off. Yeah, we own this yeah, now. That's not yep. cool. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it, lobster season's huge. Uh, you said Melbourne, um, Sebastian Inlet, all that. I got family that lives down there, and they would just they'd love to boat up and go uh, lobster season in oh, Keys. Yeah. Every, I mean, every year, and then right. send us back spinies and uh, two liter quarts that are frozen and send it up from Florida all the way up here. So it's it's an awesome thing. Yeah. We used to joke that mini season was like the way to get rid of like a natural selection. Because many seasons, two days of lobster season before a week where the commercial opens, and then a week later the, rep yeah, the opens. regular season. Okay. Yeah. But they allow these two days, and boy, could you see some like jabrones go out? Oh, yeah. People would stuff. die. They're yeah. not, you know, they, they just got their dive cert the day before. It was like it was a mess. Like you didn't want to be on the water. Right. Those two days, it was it was it could be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's with anything. You know, it, first day of snapper season around here is pretty it's much the same, the same thing. thing. You know. Yeah. 45 boats broken down. Nobody's got paid. Nobody's got poles. I mean, at least Everybody's you're not having people go in the water. Yeah. Right, yeah, you know? right. So you're not, you're not getting so much the drowning. Right, yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. Um, so I went to Nova Southeastern. I um, ended up hooking up with my major professor, Dr. David Kerstetter, in the, um, we call it the pelagics lab. We were okay. mostly studying pelagics. He ended up actually working at Bimini, and that's how I got in the lab, because we had this mutual, um, the shark lab, background right um and that that's like something that comes up every so often like there's certain hot spots like the shark lab there's people that have been in it and i'll meet them i've met them now 10 years down the road uh-huh um dizzle's another one the dolphin island sea lab there's a lot of people that come out they go there during college and there's a lot of like connections to everyone so it's 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 basically like the medical field yeah like, like you go to med school with people and then you know what hospital they're at. They, oh, yeah. they get them all there. You tight, see them all. Same thing yes. with in the marine biologist Yes, it's section. the same thing. Um, so I started working with him. We My study species was a pelagic stingray. So it's like the – they're daisyated. So they're like the 
southern stingrays. Okay. I got to think about um, species and their common names. So if you see me like struggling, right, just right, give right. me a sec because yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> converting it yeah, over. Right. Um, so like the, the southern stingrays, it's the same genus, but these things are out in the open water. They actually never hit the ground. They're, sa- they're about this big. Hmm. They're oh, like, so they yeah. swim. They yeah. don't bury. They swim the entire yeah. time. They're swimming the whole time. They're chasing like squid, which is like one of them. It's a very fast species to eat. Um, and they're out like very deep water. We actually really? satellite. I, sa- I got a satellite tag a couple of them. Huh. So you, satellite tags, the archival ones, they're like doing that with the triple tail. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. So it and stores doing, the data. They're doing it, it with tar- uh, Mississippi State's doing it with tarpon. Okay. Tarp had a tarpon project where it ran from, I think, Mobile Bay all the way to Cat Island. Same, I think it's a sounder tag. Though. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same thing. Uh, no, those are the acoustics. So those right. are the ones that are embedded, and it you have to have like the um, array set up so it pings. Right. This is like something you attached. So we like surgically implant it into the tail because um, normally you pull tag. Right. So yeah, I was right. I came from the shark world. You know, a shark's got body depth, and you just yeah, you just yeah, stick them, just nail them. Yeah. yeah. Pull tag it. Well, yeah. if you pull tag a stingray, you're going through it. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Giggity. Sorry, killed yeah. it. it. Yeah, just like gigging yeah, us. They're you know. not going anywhere. It's like because you killed all of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so at this time, I was starting to work on commercial longliners, predominantly on the East Coast, um, from Cherry Point to um, Canaveral. Uh, we had some special permits that allowed us into closed areas. So like, I got to longline like off the Florida Keys. Um, so Florida's got a huge area that longlining is banned. Correct. Um, so we got to go in there just because, like, nobody's been in there for a while. We don't know what's going on. How's the swordfish? Were they okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a bunch of studies with that. We were working with um, different gears. So long line, you're putting that main line out. There's right. a bunch of gangens. It's like a mile, two miles. It's a long, it's a lot of mono. Right. Yeah. So we were trying to change it. We were working with the buoy gear guys. Buoy gear is really cool. Okay. So you have, like, a high flyer like you do on a long line. Correct. And then you would have... A line to like a daub, uh, bullet buoy. Right. And then you have a, a line down with a ganjin, a singular ganjin. And you would line 10 of them up. And you put them, we would put them out in a golf stream. Okay. And so you could run, so you would start like right at sunset and you would back and forth. And you could tell when you had a fish because it would move at a line. Oh, okay. And it's, it's a pretty efficient um, fishery. You're not getting a whole lot of bycatch because you're checking it. Whereas long lines, you put it out at Sun, sundown. Yeah, the next day. Next morning, yeah. and like it could be hours pulling in that line. And half the right. stuff you got's dead or eaten or something like yeah. that. Yeah, there's there's a lot more chance for bycatch. Yeah. Um. So it was a cool um fishery to see that's now like kind of taking off, and it's getting more and more um popular, okay. especially on the east coast. It'd be cool to do here, but it's hard to get out to the like the loop current. Okay. Yeah, you we know, can't get to deep water quick. Yeah. I mean, they, they get a lot of, I guess, a lot of bad press, the longliners, because yeah. of the bycatch. Yeah. I guess if you're doing it in the right way. You're not getting a whole lot of bycatch. Is, I guess, off the East Coast, you can get, is there a special permit for that? Like, you have, oh, yeah. you, you can't just go out there and say, hey, I'm longliner, no, right? You got to get a special permit for and that, And just right? like, you have to buy into a lot of them, where the perm, there's only so many permits allowed, and you have to buy in. They're right. You know, somebody's got to, like, get out, mm. whether they're retiring. Now the long line, um, it is it is a dying business. Right. You know, there's not as many that used to be. We don't have a lot of shark fishers like there used to be. Is that because of regulations? Is that because of it looks people don't like it as much? Or? Uh, it's a mixture of both. Like you know, there's a lot of campaigns. Like you know, I I, I told my husband, I'm like, oh, Mako sharks delicious, and he's like, I can't believe you eat that. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's good. You know, like 
trying to get people to eat shark, there's been such a change in mentality mm-hmm. from right. a lot of, and like, I don't want to, you know, uh, what do you call them? Like environmental, like nonprofit groups. They do a lot of good work, mm-hmm. but sometimes they'll change some stuff and they word things in a weird way that it's like, well, that's not, that's not right. Like sharks a good protein. Oh, okay. And like, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but like eat shark. Yeah. It's good. Right. Um, Noah did a campaign, I think last year, two years ago where they were like, Here's a recipe for sharks. And I mean, they got torn apart. Well, that's the internet, which is not real. Well, I guess everybody anyway. sees the, the shark fin soup and they're right. like, oh my God, we can't have sharks. But if you ever go snapper fishing in the well, Gulf of Mexico, there's, there's 475 billion sharks out there. And if right. you do it the right way, they need to be, you need to have a predator. Yeah. You need to ha- harvest some of them. Yeah. There's enough to be harvested, but there, you know, there's so many negative views about killing sharks because they're a large charismatic megafauna. They're almost like dolphins, like, right. you know, nobody here they're, would eat a dolphin. There's I an mean, allure to, to them. Yeah, right. they're, I don't want to say cute, but there's like this, like, um, community feeling towards them. Well, I know, like, for me, like, I used to think, uh, go, like, for hunting, people that would kill bears and stuff or any type of predatory animal, I don't, I never really, I, like, yeah, do, do, do what cool, you want. Yeah. I, I was like, that's not for me, but then when you realize that I've heard that, that they're good, that they taste good, if you're going to eat it, I don't really have a problem. Now, I lived in some place it. where bears were a problem. Yeah. Right. There yeah. was too many bears Correct. and Correct. human interactions. So, like, one, right. basically, once a bear eats, like, your trash, Done. like, a trash bear is a dead bear. It's, yep. like, Florida slogan. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. we did it. Uh, we went to um, Gatlinburg. Yeah. And there was a mama and three cubs. And, I mean, they somebody was feeding them. She, uh, the mama bear, opened up the back hatch on her car. She tried to open the hatch on our car. They brought him away. She came right back. Yep. Eventually, they had to euthanize him yeah. because that's a, yeah. that's a threat. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's a human's fault. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yes. For feeding them. My point Correct. was like, harvest whatever you want as long as you can eat it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Don't waste the animal. I agree. And like you, like you were saying with those videos of shark fin soup, I remember seeing those probably on Discovery Channel where they're like hauling them in. They slice all the fins off throw and back throw over. the whole shark. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's not right yeah. Yeah. at all. But yeah, if you can eat one, they taste good. By all means, if they're Absolutely. not in danger. Correct. You know, correct. I mean, there are species that are struggling, correct. You know, but not all the species, not all sharks, right? You know, so they just need to be managed. And that's kind of what blew my mind with the Mako decision is, you know, they're so hard to catch, at least for us, for them to be endangered. I don't know who was who was putting hurting on them or who was catching a lot of them that they need to be. Um, I think it was a lot of commercial. Yeah. Um, but there are wrecks, especially out like on the east coast. They're they're fishing for Mako. Okay. Um. So they just put a protection on them. So uh, Angie Holland is in the comments, and she wants to know uh, what's your favorite shark to eat. Mako. Mako. Okay. All right. The one we there's can't no have doubt. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. It's that, it's just like a steak. It it's is so absolutely, good. Yeah. Okay. And is that you can't the don't touch Mako can't have Mako is that what, what's the boundaries on that is that federal all. so it's everywhere everywhere all all and that's recent okay. that's like July, couple months said, July July yeah. twenty two yeah yep. Okay, um, and <clears throat> Clarence Seymour Sebo, we'll get to your question here in just a second. He's got a. He's want to know about well, cobia. It's, no, it's a, it's actually a shark question, so I guess yeah. we, we can ask it now, and I'll, I'll put it on the screen too for everybody to be able to. But I'll read it out here. He says, "Does Noah have any idea if we can change limits on shark to more than one per boat, especially on spinner sharks and black tip?" Great question. Well, that's a good question. So I think they can put petition petitions in. Yeah. You know, like right now, there's some going on for I think like hammerhead and oceanic white tip. Um, so to allow more to be caught? Yeah, you can put a petition in. Um, it's just the same for the state. Like if you want in state waters. And he was asking for federal waters. Yeah, too. so I believe you just put a petition in and start yeah. like, you know, email. I think it's HMS that we do that. Um, 
I've only been in HMS for six months, so we'll get to that in right. a little bit. But um, I think you can write in and start like asking a the petition. process and how well, can we open it up. I, I know the reason why he's asking that, and he's a charter boat captain and a lot of charter boat captains. Depredation. Oh my God! I know they're we, everywhere. It is. It is they very are. much on our mind. Right. Every meeting HMS goes to, um, we have a lot of like, like Marcus Dryman, um, from Mississippi State. Uh, it's it's being looked at because it's not just a Gulf of Mexico; it's also the East Coast. Right. You know, it's a it's a a water wide problem at the problem or yeah. I well, don't know if it's a problem or our our baselines just shifted. Yeah. Well, I, I guess people were targeting sharks, and they kind of went down, and then they put a a ban on them, and now they're kind of up and it's like you can't fish for anything else because all you catch is sharks. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if it's like a shifting baseline problem is um, we're starting to see like shark species move around because of um, like changing water. So like species that never were like off of New York and Massachusetts, we're starting to see them. Um, so there's definitely like a shift in a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. You know, within the last couple of years. <clears throat> Clarence Sebo uh, says there's no public comment on HMS. I'm assuming he means there's no public forum or no public I don't way know. to, um, to, to so on the website. There, there, there's like emails you can you can call in. Okay. Like we do have like phone lines that people do answer. Um, HMS is a little different the way it um, is structured. So not like um, other managed species. Um, we have an advisory panel. We take their input. They're everywhere from commercial, recreational, um, environmental, and the academia. Right. And we like present stuff they give us feedback but we don't have to take it they don't vote on it as the managers we deal with it internally whereas most other species they have a panel they vote on it they make the rules okay. so our species are a little bit different okay and, and your species are mostly the, the you said swords so billfish so marlin sailfish swordfish the tunas um but not like albacore right or false albacore we deal with albacore, but not the little tunnies. Yeah. Um, and then sharks. Okay, so y'all are in charge of the sharks. So, <laughs> so, the, so let me. I'm make sure I'm hearing this right. Those are the species that NOAA is in charge of managing. Is that, is that the right way to say the it? The HMS Management mm -hmm. Division. Okay. So everything else would fall not under NOAA's jurisdiction. That's not under a... HMS. There's other like divisions okay. that deal with other species. Okay. Yeah, you got like the reef. Yeah, yeah there's, you know, fluke. Yeah. And, I mean, they do deal with other things. It's just specifically my knowledge okay. and my expertise is in that small niche. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it's, up. It's a lot. So, like. It is a lot. I've been there six months, and it's still kind of like <coughs> I'm learning everything. Like, there's a lot of What steps. do you do again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of acronyms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of, like, there are steps to everything. Right. Even more so than on the, the state side. So I've worked with the state side, yeah. and now I'm in the federal. Okay, and it's a whole different world. Oh, I bet. You know, you're also dealing everywhere. fishermen who are in Maine versus the Mid Atlantic versus the Gulf, and it's just a whole. You know, everybody's seeing different things and wants different things, and have. Um, and you're trying to police all of that, more or less, right? Yeah, so we're trying to like make sure everybody has a resource to fish. Yeah, and which is which is totally impossible when you're talking about fishing for Venice. All the way up to East Coast. Yeah. There's two, two I mean, I mean 10 different with, fisheries are that way. And then dealing with fish that are, you know, they spawn in the Gulf and then they're swimming up to Massachusetts. Right. And then coming back, you know, so it's like, how do you manage something like that? Right. 
So there's a lot of, you know, we're learning like managers and scientists, there's, there's new stuff coming out all the time. Mm -hmm. There's new papers, new information. We're always trying to take that in. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we talked about it here on this show before uh, a few times, like technology just keeps getting so much better, both for like your end, which we haven't talked about so much and how y'all track and monitor these different types of species, but on the recreation commercial side. I mean, yeah, we can tag a fish just like, I mean. Could you imagine our great grandpa's tagging a fish and then finding it in the in Florida the next day? Well, you know yeah, what I'm saying? But, but what I'm even saying is like with, with the way GPS mm-hmm. and and side scan sonar and all these oh, yeah, updated yeah, yeah, yeah. electronics on boats, you can watch the fish. Mm-hmm. The guys that really know how to use that yeah, stuff, live scope. Yeah, it's crazy. So I mean, they could decimate a population. Yeah, and we, you're you know, looking fishermen at fishermen could engines. Not me, but engines that can reach areas that were never touched well, that, that, i think that's you know. what we talked about on um when clarence was on you know if you had a 25 say 1995 93 94 it, it was, if you had a 25 foot mako with twins you were the bees knees golly yeah. i'm gonna go fish with that guy now right. you got 42 foot center consoles with four 25s on the back that can i'll re- see him more you can go anywhere in the Gulf of Mexico and yeah. come back. Right? The, Pretty the much Miami one boat trip. show's got boats with six on them now. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. I saw there's a incredible. meme. He doesn't go on a boat. He just spins the world until he gets to where he wants to go. <laughs> That's pretty good. I've never seen that. Yeah. That makes sense. With yeah, he's just going to spin the world yeah, until I get just there. just turn it. Yeah, and I just sit in place. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, these old salty captains used to go out, you know, and they were like, man, like, think about, like, when, like, the perfect storm you know the um was it andrea gale went out like nobody did that and now right. like joe Schmo can get a boat you know stick a bunch of <sighs> engines on it and now they're hanging out out by the loop current mm-hmm. you know you're doing research and you're like what are you doing out here yeah right in a 14 foot skiff yeah right. you know <laughs> there's, i mean there's a lot of cowboys no survival oh, gear yeah. nothing yeah. Just, yeah. no radio yeah. Yeah. nothing <clears throat> i'll be back don't worry about yeah. it it'll be fun call me later yeah this is the main topic i want to get to and the main topic while we brought it on the reef um in Mississippi, I know Alabama is putting out crazy reefs. They have an inshore reef that is unbelievable. That are being ma- manufactured here, right? Correct. A lot like in Gulfport. Right. And most of them are right there in Back Bay. And right. they're just loading them on barges and bringing them over there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the main reason that's holding Mississippi up on the uh, the man-made reef? Deployment. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of permits. Is it? It's getting permits. So I know... Um, Okay, so I worked for DMR. Okay. Um, I worked in Shrimp and Crab, but it's a small enough um, organization that you kind of help everybody. Right. So they were having a lot of issues, I think, federally getting the permits to put stuff out. You know, whereas um, here, I know Alabama's got a program where, like, you can buy material. Right. They put it out, and that is your number. You know, we don't have that program. Okay. Um. How do how does one that, go well, about getting? That? I was gonna say that's a tough answer, and and again, I know you don't make the rules. Right, and you're not even there anymore. You've you've went on to know it, but it's like when a rec guy hears that, or even I guess on the commercial side hears that, it's like I don't want to hear that it's a paperwork problem, right? Like I want to know that there's a that to me is not a real problem. That's a fixable problem. Yes. That, that that guys on our end shouldn't have to deal with. That yeah. sh- that bureaucratic it, stuff should be streamlined right if and, you, and you should and alabama should never beat mississippi in anything <laughs> except for football if right? we're behind alabama <laughs> something's wrong yeah uh i'm so you're looking i came from florida you know so um there's even harder to get reefs out there okay because there's a lot more like environmental groups there's a right. lot more like pristine NGOs, waters, but you're pristine waters I would, and i would think that reefs and environmentalists would go hand in hand though no? we don't know so there's not a paper out there that says Artificial reefs are great. 
Okay. They're helping a population. Okay. There's a lot of unknown and uncertainty to it still. Um, you know, like, uh, like Japan does a lot of studies on artificial reefs. They build artificial reefs specifically for a species. Okay. They've got like grouper hotels and lobster hotels. We here, I don't know if we've ever like really like, look, this is what works the best versus like, we just take a bunch of stuff and throw it out there. I have seen some stuff in the Gulf of Mexico, washing machines. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing, honestly, is a chicken coop. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, see, our, our buddies fish in Florida and Alabama, chicken coops, that's what they would buy. And they would make their money off of the coops. I mean, they would call them the coops, and that's where their yeah. numbers would be. Yeah. All these are illegal. Correct. They're not like a known reef. You know, they're not yeah. an authorized. Like, they're going out in the dead of night and taking their chicken coop out. Correct. But, like, um, so once I left grad school, I went and worked with Florida with their um, snapper grouper program doing offshore. So we used to do like um, hook and line, which we found out wasn't actually a, a, a really good way to study fish. Um, we were doing side scan sonar. They've mapped out, I think, a pretty high amount of what the Gulf of Mexico looks like because it's also a federal program. Right. right. And then we had these um, stereo cameras. So we would find habitat and we would drop a camera a camera pod and it could film the fish. It can take measurements. Okay. So we could see what habitats were actually holding fish. Is it actually holding, you know, you go over a hook and line. It, they, they may not be biting. You they could be on the other side of the reef. Right. You might not be on it. And yeah. it's not like you're more experienced. We did studies where we had like an experienced fisherman with scientists. We had interns drop and there was no, like that fisherman wasn't doing better. No. Right. How, how, how much uh, foot of water are we talking here for that particular instance you're referring to? We are going from just offshore to 180 meters. So that's, so that's pretty four, deep. Or 450. Yeah, that's okay. pretty deep. I, I was going to say because why not just throw a dive guy overboard and let him. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. That's like, that's, that's great. That's too deep. Diving, they do diving reef assessments. Right. Yeah. But like. Then you know. Yeah. You got eyes on it. If you can see if the clarity's there. But the problem putting a diver in, most divers scare the fish. Whereas the pod would be just like if this is a like a pyramid, you drop the pod over here, and it can see. We talking about like a GoPro, a bunch of go or like an underwater camera or something yes. like that. Okay. Yes, you know it was incredible, and you could watch you could watch behaviors like we saw groupers, you know, doing their their grouper thing. Yeah, right. Like red, Eating everything in sight. Red groupers just like so cool. Right. You know those huge um, Itahara Goliath groupers. Goliath, yeah. You yeah. know, just oh my goodness, you know all. It was incredible to watch, you know, and this is now technology that we can put out there. We're not disturbing the fish. We're not removing them for science mm-hmm. um, that we can measure fish, see the number, see what um, habitat type is actually working. Yeah. I, it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about earlier about, did you say 50 years to figure out that the sharks like to eat this, the, the, the turtles, you know, it's like yeah. you're saying there's no papers out there. There's no science that says reefs are def are definitely good, yeah. but it's like, there's a shit ton of like anecdotal evidence. Yeah. You're, you're even speaking to yeah. it yourself. So, so that we, yeah. it helps. I will get to that. Okay. So the, so watching all this stuff. So if you look at a fish's, let's say um, American red snapper, we call them ARS. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in the bay systems, in the seagrasses, when they're um, juveniles. juveniles. Yeah. Then they move out to the next reef, and then the next reef, and then out and out until they're out and like they're supposed to be in deep water. Mm-hmm. When you get to those deep water sites, these are like I've never seen snapper look like dinosaurs. Huge snappers. Yeah, just got barnacles growing all over them. Yeah, they got nasty, that dinosaur yeah, face. Yeah, gnarly looking fish. They're supposed to move like that. 
So the bigger they get, the deeper they go. They're supposed to. Because they can survive, right? They can defend themselves. Yeah. What happens when you drop a bunch of habitat now in the center? Why would they leave? You're saying they do, or you, what, I'm, I'm, I'm. There's some theories that they're they're staying. You know, the smaller you're not seeing the big dinosaurs anymore. Okay. Because they're not moving out. Okay. They're just staying here in a very populated area. The more you know, put a fish tank and you put a bunch of fish in there. They're not going to grow that big. I got you. Okay. You know, our I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I understand. Because I don't and, have and, the answer. No, no, no. Know, and that's the part about science because you're right. Just because there's fish on a reef. Doesn't that, mean the, their the numbers are good. The bigger global picture is not maybe better for the for the environment or the habitat. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So, like, as the devil's advocate, is that reef doing actually a good job? Right. I know it's thing. making it accessible for fishermen. <laughs> right. The amount of fish you pull up on end of your rod yes. reel is not necessarily a, a great uh, metric or indicator of right. whether that fish. But population uh, is doing on better. the other hand, any uh, habitat for a fish is good, right? And when you, uh, I, I'm guessing, so when you put something in the water, it's going to uh, first attract bait fish and then a bait tri- bait fish attracts a bigger fish and then that fish attracts a bigger fish doesn't that kind of make an ecosystem to where right but i think what she's saying is is that using one example of it if if that fish would have right. normally if went out deeper and got bigger and granted there may be more nuance in it than that right, right. Yeah. than just it's a bigger fish that bigger fish may need to be out there preying on some other thing to keep him in check or right. food for another shark that now, you know what I mean? Anytime you move a link in the chain, you're going to affect every like dominoes and all the way down. And that's that ecosystem based management that we need to start looking at. If you move the cog here, how is it affecting everything else? Everything is linked. Yeah. You know, it's a big open body of water, you know? Well, and, and I know that for a fact, because I mean, you can go to triple rig and you can catch, you can fish a snapper all day. Mm. And you, you might not catch anything, but I know for a fact there are pigs that live yeah. at, the, at the triple rig. Right. And if you're saying those 20, 20 25, 30-pound snappers should be offshore eating something else, they have stayed because they're smart enough not to get hooked in the mouth, first of all, and yeah. then they know there's a, a, a buffet sitting right underneath them. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. We got a, a question here. We got a lot of questions that came through. Uh, Clarence said earlier the Shrimper uh, Alliance is one of the biggest hurdles. That's in what we're looking. That's that's what was right. my about, next so question. So I was going to get yeah. to that. Okay, let's go like, into as that. As we then keep I, and I got like another... moving down this yeah. like career, yeah. so I did a bunch of cameras. We used to do um, the six. How big is the sea map trawl? Forty two. So um, Noah's got a program called Sea Map. It's a bottom trawl. It's done from Texas to Maine, and they do a bottom trawl um, assessment every year. Same okay. time. Um, it's been done the same way since I think the 70s. Um, I was asking my husband. He's right. um, the captain of the, um, yeah. of a research vessel that pulls the CMAP bottom He's trawls. on the couch. Yeah, he's over there. Yeah, he's he's over hanging there. out. <laughs> um, you know, so I did that for a while, and that's a, a way to look at reef fish assessment. Aside from the cameras. The camera's a new technology. This, right. like, bottom trawl, the way to assess, like, fish populations mostly is, like, the dragon net. Pull over it, it up, right. identify count. Yeah. yeah, it sounds very old school, right? Compared it is. to you know yeah. what we think about today. With you today. you have a um a data set that's going back to the seventies, right? You know, like how can you ignore that? You could see what's been changing over time, and it's done twice a year, so you could see like temperature, weather, you know, all that stuff. See what changes. Like when hurricanes hit, you can see the difference in the CMAP trawl data. Mm-hmm. So it's, some get covered up, some get they you move. Know, yeah, right. You know, these yeah. are like spots that are from close to shore offshore um and it's the whole gulf the whole east now it changes name like nemap marmap goes right. up the coast um the the cameras are a new thing let's throw a camera down there now we don't have to disturb them mm-hmm. you know so like it keeps the fish in the water right because right. ultimately when you do pull a trawl 
we try and get the fish over as but alive you, as some possible. Some of them are going to die. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's part sure. of it. Right. You yeah. know, um, when you're doing like assessments, you're looking at mortality from not only the project, but post-release mortality, you know, assessments are, there's a lot going into that. Um, so I did that and then I um, fell in love with that salty sea captain and moved to Mississippi. Yeah. And I worked for the Shrimp and Crab Bureau um, at DMR. Um, so uh, I'm pretty versed in the shrimp situation. Okay, Shrimpers yes. Alliance, yeah. So in the beginning I said, we're here to also preserve a fishery. Correct. You know, so we can't just because we want to put reefs down there and want to go snapper fishing. We can't take away the historical lines of the shrimpers. Okay. Okay. And I'm guessing historical lines is they those trawl. were set. Right. They were, they trawl from Alabama to, I mean, Mississippi almost to the, uh, throughout like value battery all the way around and come back around offshore. Um, Once they have a line and they didn't rip their net, they're going to pull that line. Right. Who says, this is your, this is your lane, Tripper. Who uh, says do. that? They do it. So their actual yeah. coalition is the one that says, "Hey, we ran through here three times and there's nothing there. This is our lane." So there's not specific lanes. Like once a shrimper throws a net and pulls it, he kind of goes back and he gets a good haul. He'll go back to that same spot. Yeah. Like I've been on with some fishing um, shrimp captains from. He's shrimped his whole life. He's in the seventies, and he's got still in his GPS. The drags he would make, right? Because yeah. he knew he wasn't going to get hung. I up. think what Joey was talking oh. about more from the permitting side, right? Who right. owns it? Like we're not oh. against the shrimp. We're not against shrimpers at all. We yeah. love shrimp. We love eating shrimp. But I think the big thing was, uh, especially for the um, charter boat captains, they were trying to put one and two together, FH one and two, and then move two to thirteen. But in between two and thirteen, there's a old shrimp. So who says, hey, this is no, this, this is, is unacceptable yeah. for reefs, right? Who says this is the this is the shrimpers path? You can't pour anything in there. So that would go to like they put into like probably the state, and then there's open public comment. You know, it opens up to everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, then it gets to the assessment of is this a good idea to put there? Is it necessary? Right. You know, do we have to have that reef connecting that huge area? Um, So there's a lot to get factored into why or why not you put an artificial reef down there. Okay. I just I never understood. And like again, I'm not attacking the shrimpers. It's this probably the oldest stuff that we have around here. We want to keep it, but why do they get to say this is a shrimping route where you can go and say, well, we can put this reef right here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, is it just they're grandfathered in, or how does that work? And, and we and we've also said not nothing about, but like to to piggyback on that is like with the way technology is, you know, and you've mentioned it already. Why can't we build these, you know, concrete reefs? And tag them with some type of GPS situation or scan or side scan sonar or whatever, you know, and build a map and say, here's shrimpers, here's where we've now put this, you know, this reef. I mean, here. you can put it on a GPS map. Correct. You yeah. can. Correct. It's money. Money. A lot of it's money. That's expensive. Uh, a side, like a nice side scan mm-hmm. is like, you're looking at $35,000. But y'all don't get- already have that already that you're using for other things no or or any piece of equipment that would that would serve that not to the level that it would give like a really nice picture what if we even just as we put them down which i know they can move through hurricanes bad weather whatever just marked it that way you can we could do that and then and relay that message to the shrimpers i guess they're probably going to fight over turf regardless yeah right because like at what point do you say okay no more we're not putting any more because it's like that is the um 
the theory of the commons, like you're going to always want a little bit more. Right. Because right. you see this happening. Right. You right. just want more. Where do you stop? Right. You know, and um, it, it, I guess looking at it from the fishing side of you, it's, it's weird that you can say we've always shrimped here. So we're going to continue to shrimp here and there's nothing you can do about it when there's, you know, I, mean, I guess I hate to say it. The fleet shrinking. Shrimp and fleets. Yeah dwindling the, down the shrimp population is changing i've seen Correct. a huge shift so i worked for dmr for three years i've seen a huge shift because habitat and other environmental Water. factors are causing changes so you can't you're you know we can't be in this mindset anymore of like i've done this forever and we're gonna stay you're gonna have to shift you know things right. are moving things are changing um loss of marsh is causing you know things grow in the marsh mm-hmm. you take the marsh yeah. away what happens it, it declines everything declines um uh water temperature is a huge thing as the waters warm up things are going to change you know that's what we're having problems in florida the coral reefs heating up it's cooking them it's killing them yeah. losing habitat um you know you're seeing warm water sharks moving up towards uh massachusetts more climate's getting hotter i don't want to say that i don't like hot. saying that yeah yeah, yeah. It, yeah there's a too, change yeah. right there's a climate change I don't like the other term. Right. It's not right. a real term. Climate change. Right. There yeah. is a change. Yes. Right. Well, and, and, and we talked about it earlier. I mean, the stuff that's come down to Mississippi. We talked about, we, we dabbled in the, the Bonnie Carey. We dabbled in um, uh, this thing that just happened in the train that just. We in just burnt, East yeah. Palestine, Ohio. Yes. yes. And, and, and yeah. you got to think all that stuff leads back into the Mississippi River. This was going to come right into the Gulf of Mexico. Everything leads back to the ocean. Mm. Right. You know, and it's, it's a scary thing to know, not know what it is, what's happening. Uh, Clarence said, "It's like on Yellowstone. Don't give them an inch of bottom." <laughs> That's well, funny. I mean, I like I, are you very versed in the Shrimper Coalition? No. Okay. So okay. we had to stay kind of neutral, you know, like right. as a govern. I've always worked government, right. whether state fed. You kind of have to stay within this neutral situation. Um, That's understood. Understood. Because yeah. you have to see it from both sides. If you become biased, you know, like we're not allowed to take free things, right? You know? So like, don't ever get upset if you're like talking to DMR and hey, here's a shirt. We can't take that because okay. it looks like a payoff. Right. right. And we don't want that. We want to try and be as neutral to the situation as we can. Yeah. All right. um, we had some comments. Uh, Dominic, thank you for your comment. He said, great episode. He works Coast Guard uh, as a boarding officer and does a well, ton of fisheries. Off. Uh, I've ran into them a time or two. Yeah, Mississippi, Louisiana, and he works with NOAA uh, enforcement officers frequently. Thanks for tuning in, Dominic. We appreciate that. Uh, Ronald uh, Williams, thank you for your comment. He says, Mississippi has not updated their reefs in years, but Alabama up, Correct. Up, upstate updates and a lot of it comes the money all the time really who are you going to pay to do that don't forget what, uh, we're living in a i mean unfortunately it's a rather poor state for being on a coast right yeah, but, you're not florida you're not getting all that tourism all that money all that environmental um like nonprofit. you know you got captains for clean water over there that yeah. are like a driving force with a lot of money changing things we don't necessarily have that here yet but what, it could could you contract it out like I know a lot of the the pyramid reefs that I guess you call them coops so we're building or over here that are going to Alabama. So if we can build them here, I guarantee you we can get a barge to take them out there but and who, sink them. You know who's going to pay for that? If you just give them the green light, most it, of the guys yeah. around here will do it for free. <laughs> if you give me the green light, I know where I'm <laughs> dropping them. <laughs> but we still have there still has to be some sort of regulation. You know, you can't yeah, just no. throw a bunch of garbage out there and right like. It can't so who, be a bunch of who's in, who's in charge right. of the DMR's in charge of the reefs? Yeah. Okay, so DMR would be the ones to take them on a barge and drop them in these sections. Correct. So and then it has to be monitored. So you can't just drop a bunch of stuff off. I almost said a 
trying not to curse. That's okay. I'm trying not to. We're trying to be professional. It's up to you. Now, if you meet me at a bar, it's a whole different. Right, right, right. You know, um, but you can't just throw a bunch of stuff up there and go. Well, I guess it'll work. Right. So there is a monitoring program. You drop something off, we have to monitor it for a certain amount of years. Is it doing anything? Is it making it better? Is it making it worse? Did it move? You know, there's a whole other process of just dropping stuff off the back of a boat. Yeah. So, I mean, like FH1, FH2, already there. Okay. Been through 10 or 12 hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Pretty decent ones. A lot of that stuff sunk in the mud right now. If you look on scans, there's really nothing there. Yeah. It's there. So, what would, I mean... Could we get a petition or something? How would we say, look, DMR, something to update this. We need I to. I still feel so bad. They're going to get a lot of phone calls now. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. But well, I mean, I mean that's, that's what we need to do. I mean, that, that's yeah. the best way to do anything is they're there for you. Right. They, I mean, they literally tell us we're in customer service. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, all, it, all managers, all whatever. We're yeah. here what for. I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is, is we need to lean on some of the contacts that we have and set up some yes. type of public forum. And, yeah. You know, well, I mean, it. if you're talking host tourism. It. And you're talking tourism, you're talking money. It don't make dollars, it don't make sense. A lot of people come down here to fish, right? Yes. So they'll either go to casino or they're going to go fish. If you run out of places to fish, we got to do something to rebuild that, right? And if you yeah. already got this section that's already sanctioned off from the shrimpers, let's rebuild that first and then, then try to move yeah. ground. You know yeah. what I'm saying? To me, yeah. it would make sense. Those poor guys are going to get a bunch of phone calls, and yeah. I already apologize. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> but nah. I mean, there, that's a lot of people don't realize that you could just call your, you know, well, your state or your feds. People don't realize they can call their supervisor, their county supervisor yes. for a problem, right? I mean, well, you know, what gets me is, I mean, Alabama, Mississippi. I mean, they're they're brothers. I mean, yeah. but for them to be so far ahead of us in the reef management system blows my mind because i know they don't have that much more money than us. that's what i'm thinking you know what i'm saying? saying that's kind of where i'm at yeah and, and now, I would, maybe florida florida yeah oh, we yeah, understand yeah. florida yeah, yeah. but yeah. alabama and, should be on the same tier that we're in and, and if i could like to recap everything and again you're one voice and you don't make you know right. and i'll yeah. be all but yeah. like yeah. from your perspective i'm hearing for us on the reefs it's a permitting yes uh what's delay permitting hurdle yeah. let's call it that money mm -hmm. funding to mm -hmm. have to have these reefs built deployed monitored right and what is that i got two bullet points what would be i guess the shrimper coalition shrimper right? coalition okay yep right because yeah. you can't do that and and what else as a synopsis of of this particular topic would that would is three enough are we there i, I say it's good it's good enough good to start. have a conversation okay yeah and that and that way like i said like I'm, I'm thinking in my head like maybe we should reach out to dmr would that be a, a great place to start probably and it's just to have it organized just don't call and be like we want more reefs like we, we right. can't do anything yeah. about that right. you have to have some sort of Hey, we would like to see, you know, it helps to have specifics. Because, like, right. as managers, when you're just like, well, we need this fix. And it's like, well, oh, well we're, we're doing what we think to the best of our knowledge. Let me ask you a question here. Um, just went to Sea School and Bayou Battery, full shrimp boats. Did they mainly pull in Mississippi waters? No. Or they mainly pull in Alabama waters? They're mostly federal. So they go deep? Yes. They're like, um, they're uh, Royal Red boats? What? in texas but a lot of it's federal they're big boats you know like those big, red, yeah they're pulling they're going federal water okay yeah like so the, so basically the inshore those are those like lafitte's you're smaller you're skimmers yes, right, yes. that kind of is more your inshore but those big phyllo battery congrats on going to sea school yeah it's yeah. pretty tough i just finished mine in april yeah um so you're a capitan i'm a hundred ton absolutely so, so much yeah yep 
That's cool. Yeah. I guess I'm the only asshole that table don't have one. <laughs> you don't know the handshake, man. <laughs> yeah. We got our own handshake. I can't get our own handshake. Yeah. I can't even get a club, dude. Spive, you got a hundred ton? He ain't got his regular ton. <laughs> he can't even get a driver's license. He <laughs> walked up here. Spive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we at right before that? That was funny. That was really funny. What? What was you said something right before that? Oh, the big boats. Oh, yeah, the Alabama. Yeah, how, how does the Alabama fleet work with the reefs and we can't or we don't or we, we haven't yet? Yeah, I'm going to make the assumption that there's there was a group who got together, had some sort of plan, right? You know, had some sort of right funding, yeah. finding funding, um, and took the initiative to make it happen. Okay. So if you're not organized, it's hard, you know, to get anything done. Let, let me know in the comments down below, guys that are watching live, and if you're listening to this on the replay or whatever, shoot us a message somehow through some of the socials. Would y'all be interested in us trying to? Uh, Reach out to the DMR and setting up something somewhere. We could even do it with food or drink if they're allowed to fight do that. Fight the power. They can't no, take no, anything. No, no, can't no, take no anything. not fight the power. Like a like a town hall meeting. Yeah. Right. And we could set it up with uh, some microphones and and really do a Q and A. I mean, I guess you got to have a voice. You got to have a spark yeah. to start an it. organized right. voice. Yeah. This would be step one. You know. Yes. And because that's what I'm hearing you say. Well, yeah, uh, and that's what a lot of like I go back to Cap I I really follow Captain for Clean Water. You know, the Everglades is dying. They need to fix right. the Everglades. Right. They need to fix the water flow. Well, Okeechobee, they released all that fresh all water. All those yeah. captains, they're all boat captains, all inshore guides came together and they're fighting Tallahassee and they're winning. Okay. You know, they're going to legislation and fixing things. Yeah. And, you know, hey, this is what we want. This is, you know, and they, I mean, they've got an incredible team. There's lawyers and, right. you know, well, but they started somewhere. I'm all about like, it, you know, if there's a real issue. Right. And, and typically, you know, I think there's like uh, diplomatic ways to solve issues. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes maybe one side doesn't know what the other side wants Correct. or it's not being communicated appropriately. I don't like to just sit back and and I'm not saying anybody's doing this, but like, you know, only complain like, well, let's get together then. Let's get a little group together and let's have a conversation well, and yes. see what we can do. Maybe it ends up in a shouting match. I don't know, but it'll be fun <laughs> to see. You know? uh, or I maybe, always enjoyed those commission meetings where yes. they got a little unrowdy. Yeah. So I could yeah. sit in the background because yeah. well, I wasn't getting yelled at. Right. right. So. That was the first, the Reeves. I, guess. I, got, I got one go maybe ahead. that you're about go to go, go to. Ahead. It's go a ahead. comment from earlier. I, I didn't want to miss it. Walter, uh, you met him, Joey, at the at the uh, boat show the other day. Yep. Uh, Walter asked, and, and I think, Spivey, I think this is what you might have been alluding to through the text message. I don't know. Listen, if it's not, we'll go to your question after this. But uh, Walter wanted to know, he said he's interested – um, why the federal government stopped issuing federal uh, reef permits? It's caused a rise in price for them, and it may make them unattainable for many captains to get. I can tell you that right charges. now. And now, me being the non-captain on the table, that's what I've already admitted. Um, is he talking about what is he talking about? Is he talking about like what we've talked about here before? Let her explain. It. She knows it. So there's only we said it. We mentioned it earlier. There's so right. many permits out there, and that is a, a limit. The amount of people taking for a charter from the, boat captain. Yeah, we. Yes, yep. this is what I thought he was talking about. Yes. Okay, so ahead. we there's only a certain amount of um, permits allowed. We you know, it's not just a reef fish. They do it for a long line. There's a bunch of fisheries Correct. that have um, a permit, and to limit the amount of people who are taking from the resource. And I'm not saying like maybe I am saying you're a captain. You go out and you're catching fish all the time. Right. You know, if we give a free-for-all, again, it's that idea of the commons. Well, if you're the captain and I'm the captain and you're the captain, we're all going to go out there and constantly just take take and take. Correct. But if we limit the number, we can better regulate. So um, commercial fishing, we regulate it pretty well. We know what's going on. We know where your boat is. Right. We, you know, you have to... Have monitors on your boat and all yeah, this stuff. We're, yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. You have to report your catch, your discards. There's apps for it now. Like, we are trying to make it easier 
But for rec. Tails and scales? Tails and scales, yeah. It's in the brown water app, just just in case anybody didn't know. Keep going, sorry. Um, but we have that for commercial. Right. And that is so we can better, and the reason they're getting tails and scales is because we didn't really know how many snapper were out there. You know, and you can't put amount of scientists out there because you got to pay for their um, paychecks. Right. And the boat and the equipment. So the best way is to do like a citizen science. You go out there, you tell us what you're catching. We can now see what's happening within the recreational. So we're the study. We're the lab rats. Yeah, you're just helping because like without the knowledge, we're going to make these assumptions that, you know, with the knowledge we have, with the resources we have been given, make a decision. But you guys are out there all the time. Okay. You're giving us information that, that we didn't sense. have before. You know, right. like the biggest thing. Um, so I did, I did do MRIP when I lived in um, South Florida. Um, MRIP is gr- okay. Okay. I think there is going to be an overhaul of it. You got to explain what MRAP is. We don't know what that oh. is. Those acronyms again. <laughs> Marine Recreational Intercept sure. Program. Got so go. when you go to a boat dock, you'll see like a DMR person. Right. And they're you come in, hey, what'd you catch? You know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh-huh. So that was the best way to get recreational fishing information. Okay. But like if there's like four boats coming. So I used to, I used to work South Miami on a really beautiful summer day. There'd yeah. be 400 boat trailers. Yeah. You can I'm only one get a person. Couple of them. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, how am I going to hit everybody? Yeah. The and internet's then, changed that for every yeah. thing, right? Every yeah. industry, every, yeah. you know, it almost. How am I going to a, you don't have to show, you don't have to give an MRIP. You don't have to tell that survey at the boat dock. It's optional. Okay. You don't have to show. And now everybody in Mississippi going to be like, right. don't look at yeah. my fish. Yeah. yeah. It's an optional program. I encourage people to do it because the more information we have, the better we can make regulations, right. opening, you know, all that stuff. But if you ref- like in Miami, it was very difficult. It's a whole different culture down there. What'd you catch today? Nothing. And I can see they have fish in the thing. Right. But they're not going to show me. Right. You know, or like um, they wouldn't do a survey. There was a huge language barrier. Yeah. A right. lot of Spanish speaking. Yeah. 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 You know, so trying to get recreational, you know, and then also there's private boat docks. You have them here. Mm-hmm. People don't launch from the boat ramps. They're going from their house. Yeah. Right. You How catch, do you get that? Yeah. Right. You can't. You can't. You know, people overnight. Well, they do it now overnight. When I did it, you didn't have to thank goodness. I didn't want to sit at the boat ramp in Miami overnight. No. You might you not know? have any tires left on your truck. I probably wouldn't be alive. Yeah. Um, but the swordfish, you go out, you swordfish during the night, and you come back. Well, it would get missed. Because y'all's out, y'all 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 work regular hours, no, yeah. right? Five thirty, y'all yeah. are out, done. Now yeah. they've changed it. Now it's a twenty four hour. They'll catch it. Okay. But you know that was the best way to get recreational fishing. Now you're getting these apps, and I think with the charter, if I'm not mistaken, they have to report. Uh, with the permits do, yeah, yeah. So we got to put our VIN number in, yeah. and we got to put where we launched, what time we launched, how many fish we caught, how many fish we threw back. I think. <clears throat> So honestly, if I see the future, this is my personal opinion. This is not the opinion of everything. Right. I think reporting like that is going to become a norm. Yeah, I agree. Everything. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I don't that it will be that way. It will be. James McCandless, who was a guest on the show already, Charbo Captain. Yep, yeah. He he said that he likes tails and scales. However, writing a ticket and confiscating legal fish for not logging a trip is wrong in his opinion. But then he uh, followed it up with uh, a ticket is okay, but confiscating legal fish is not okay. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Jane, that, that is 100% true. It, it just, that's, I guess, if you put it in what you're talking about right now, that's the only way you can do it. 
The only way to police it is make sure it, you have across to have some the authority, board. Some authority yeah. about yeah. it. But I get like him, like, why would, you know, maybe, I don't know. Taking the fish, what are y'all going to do with it? Are you going to eat it? Is it going to be wasted, you know? Uh, they'll probably bring it back and cut it open. And I don't know. Put it in science and then put it in, put it in science. Lake Crisco. <laughs> we, put, <laughs> we put it in science. We put it I in that. science. I know Florida, we donated it. All of a lot of our st- all of our fish that we pull from the water, we get donated to um, some shelter. Okay. Yeah. Usually yeah. the battered women. But then, but then, like I'm thinking, like you talk about government regulation and stuff. Like if it's a confiscated fish, you can't just donate that to. There's a, a letter. Pe- right. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. because then they, you don't know who how they handled that fish. Well, that's it out like, too like when we used to fish there's, tournaments. There's red tape there. Yeah. 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 We used to fish tournaments. They all go to battered women's shelter, and I was like, them damn battered women's eating better than I am. <laughs> yeah, we did a we did a whole study with shrimp, and we I made sure we didn't keep anything because we were using grant money right to buy the shrimp from fishermen yeah. of the coast. But then I made sure we made we we took it to like um, so I had just moved here, so I'm still like there was a batter woman in Ocean Springs. We yeah. took it to them. We took a bunch of that to them. Um, some of the other church um, like uh, what do you call it? food food banks food banks yep. yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough though, because you you know you got to eat that now. You know what I'm saying? It's not like canned it was frozen. Food. Yeah, 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 we had yeah, them frozen. You know, yeah. so we packed them real nice, and I think a lot of it should be donated. I think that's a great way that you're you're doing the science on the species. It should go to back to the community. Yeah, you don't want to waste it. Yeah, they're saying uh, they always the, the officers ask, "Is there anything on board that shouldn't be?" And a couple people say their response is just you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I mean, it's a devil's advocate. Oh. It's just like police. It's just like I mean, anybody who writes you a ticket, you're going to get bad, right? But <clears throat> I mean, if you didn't have police, imagine us not having police, and imagine well, us not having DMR. Imagine us not yeah, having they, anything. You know what I'm saying? Especially nowadays. I mean, you could literally destroy. I feel like a population. I think you know, and I say that. I don't even think just a population. I think you could take out the habitat to eliminate all populations. Yeah, because it's the stages. You know, you got small, you got the breeders, and, and, and yeah. once you wipe them all out, it's mm-hmm. they're not coming back. I mean, that's what you're looking at with GAG right now. Florida just released a study that less than 2% are males, mm-hmm. you know, and it used to be 17%, and so it's been fished down. Is that because the males get bigger? Yeah, they're copper. When you go fish for copper belly, right. the big, you're fishing a male. Do you take all, you know, that's what everybody wants. People want big trophy fish. Right. I think they taste bad. Yeah, I'd rather have like a nice one. little, yeah. yeah. you know, so I've even kind of shot out the, and I've talked to some charter boat captains like in Florida and it's been like, well, what do you think we should do? And they go, you should, we should have slots. Well, I don't understand why we don't. I, think, I mean, that's like the big bull reds and everything yeah. like that here. Like uh, who in God's name wants to keep a 42 inch redfish? And it's I don't want to clean it. Yeah, yeah. I, you got to have a hacksaw to clean it, and, and there's not much meat on it. I'd rather have an 18 and a half. Yeah, it yeah. Can, and I've, a lot of the groupers like that. I think they're so much tastier when they're just like, you know, nice size. Yeah. Versus like these big ones are kind of wormy. They're no, no. Yeah. yeah. But but that that two percent of those groupers are like, yeah, keep doing it. Cause I got all these. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these well, females. Well, the, the problem is the population's tanking. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, so. it makes sense, but it. I don't know. It's it's tough. It, any fish. I think once it gets bigger, I don't know of any fish that gets bigger and tastes better. Yeah. But the you problem is they saying? get bigger and they get more fecund. They got more eggs. Right. You know, so those are our big breeders. Right. But I don't know if we've, not in the fish I've studied, there's like not senescence. Like whales have senescence. They're kind of like humans. When they get old, they get like, they're not breeding. They're not, they're just kind of there. Yeah. Okay. And I have not. They've reached maturity and passed it. Yeah, yeah, you know, they go through whatever. They call it senescence. It happens in humans. It's like when you go through menopause and right, stuff. You're right. just kind of like. 
I'm here. Hang yeah, around. I'm just a number. Yeah. You're not you're not contributing to anything. Bobby, how's that feel? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Dominic said he's our Coast Guard guy in the, in the comments. He said, "Imagine if there was no law enforcement presence off of Texas with the Mexican. I'm gonna, I don't know, launch us. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. it's probably all the yeah. decimating and red snapper. Then yeah. it's not even that. It's not that. Like we have interactions with HMS. Say that again, Spivey, off camera. He's a U.S. Coast Guard officer, so I. I they have yeah. to have permits. Mexican, Mexican. But yeah, but some of them are not fishing internet, like not fishing international waters. That's a long way. Yeah. The question is, is uh, someone who leaves from Mexico to fish, can the Coast Guard, I'm sure there's boundaries where the Coast Guard, and he'll probably answer this, where they can intercept and. and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. do a lot of it. So like both NOAA has an OLE and the Coast Guard help a lot because we deal a lot with that with HMS. Right. Because a lot of that species open water. Um, so we do, they do help us a lot. They are some great, and they actually Coast Guard will intercept even at the dock. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got a couple of good questions. Uh, red snapper are more plentiful than pinfish. Why are they so regulated? That, that was my next category to get into. Do you eat yeah. pinfish? Uh, if they're big enough. Are you no. going out there and spending hundreds of dollars on a charter no. to go catch pinfish? Right. That's why. Okay, I don't. I, so when it so comes to, when basically, it comes to the snapper, we don't we don't regulate anything that's not a money generator. Okay, but I guess what he's saying is there's more of them, though. I guess the, oh, he's saying there's still a ton of them. Yeah, there is right a lot, and but like I said, with that camera stuff, we weren't seeing a lot of the big guys. We're seeing a lot of the okay the juvenile, the, not the juvenile, the next step up, like okay. sub adult and young adult. We're okay. seeing a ton of them out there, but that's because we put a moratorium on there. They bred. They were able to get out the reefs. And so we're at the same age class that is now like growing up. But there's a lot of them because we stopped the snapper fishing. Correct. So now they're there. But okay. now we need to get them to grow up. So you're okay. saying the restrictions y'all put on has got this number it new, worked. new group coming yeah. up. And then once this new group gets up, you might be able to go back with the camera and say, hey, we got enough of them. Let's change this yeah. or let's not change this and keep Correct. doing what we're doing. Well, also, I guess, too, the perspective, again, and we kind of talked about this at the beginning, of the, the perspective of the recreational or commercial fisherman, what he sees on a daily basis versus the science that y'all are looking at it from, right? Yes. I see snapper all around my boat. Correct. But you're saying it's they're not the appropriate size that you That, that we would like to see. Correct. That yeah. the regulations yeah. are in place for. Yeah. Okay. And also, like, you know, as a scientist, we're looking at, like, a whole coast. When you go out to fish, you're going to a spot right? or another, you know, you're looking at a very small scope versus when you're trying to manage and regulate an entire area. Okay. I, I think, and I don't know if this is your fight, which is probably not your fight, but I think the main fight is between commercial and recreational. I mean, yeah. commercial gets, I mean, recreational yeah. gets to go out there and take two per person. Commercial can go out there and take 12 to 15 and just rape the whole thing. And that's, that's a little weird. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, that's one of the questions, you know, com the commercial versus rec guys. Uh, somebody said pinfish is a delicacy, by the way. Oh, I, pinfish uh, is Brent, good Brent's, if you can find one big enough. There's a couple of things that I'm, I'm shocked. Kroger's that good, get... too. Yeah, oh, I hate them. Um, I'm sorry, but did I did I interrupt your question? No, I it just... I see where you're going. What, I, who who regulates that? Who regulates the, the, managers. the quota between commercial and uh, recreation? And that's the manager's job. The so manager like, of... Yeah, like... That fishery. Okay. So like, okay. I'll go back. So I don't do it. I'm in a different like. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure it's online. Yeah. It's all yeah, public. It's public. Oh, yeah. Right? You look. You can like. You have to snoop a little bit through. I mean, a lot of it is very high language. 
Right. Which is, it's hard, you know, like there are, like we use a federal registry, something, FRN, we call it. And it has everything. Okay. How, why we do it, how it, you know. Let's, let's do this real quick as like a, like a, so just speaking on Snapper, can you walk us down to your, to the best of your abilities? If this is out of your, your, your niche, then we'll skip it. But who manages the Snapper population in South Mississippi for us? Mississippi does now. Okay. So now, DMR is at the top. Yes. Right? That's the organization. Mm-hmm. And then how would it break down from there? If you know the answer to it, this. The FinFish um, Bureau. Okay, right. there we go. Now we're now we're getting somewhere. Yep. FinFish Bureau. Okay. Yep. Then there's going to be a, a manager there, a... Yeah, so DMR is kind of interesting. Um, they are both the scientists and the management. Okay. Rolled into one thing. So like Florida so has... state level? Yeah, Florida okay. has like yeah. the science and then the managers. They don't do both. Mississippi does both. Right, and a couple years ago, it was all managed by the feds. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. So now the feds said... You can take each and manage state. your each own. Each state has its own. Correct. Yeah. But the Fed said for the states to manage, you have to come up with a program to like count like the tails and scales. Right. Okay. That's where that came from. Okay. They had to be able to find figure out a way to manage the Red Snapper. Okay. When the Fed handed it over. Right. Okay. So that's who manages Mississippi's state Red, red pe- Snapper okay. population. So if we wanted to complain about that, we would go to <laughs> Say the- it again. Hey. Thin fish. Thin okay. Just DMR. DMR. DMR yes. thin fish. Yes. All right. Well, that's a great yeah. starting point. Correct. Correct. It's a bureau. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Okay. It's and all I wonder. Pelagic's you know, all different categories. Is that listed on their website yes. as such? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You go on and I think it like there's on the top right when you first come on the page it like breaks it down to different bureaus okay. it says what the bureaus are doing well, we're, and we're going to reach out to them to either yeah. to have and, them and, on the and show. I don't think a lot of people would complain about. I mean, a lot of people complain about the quota, but the difference in the quota between recreational and commercial is ridiculous. Well, that, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I, that's going to be like any other type of legislative battle to me. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Correct. That's going to be who's got the best representation in Jackson correct. for this particular issue and who's got more money or more yeah. stroke, a.k.a. Now, more look, money. I don't well, want to say that. It, it, it doesn't all, matter what you're talking yeah. about. It does come down to like some of the science and management because like recreational fishing has a lot of money. Correct. There's a lot of money. But do they are they organized and do they have it depends uh, where you are. Lobbyists yeah. is exactly what that is. It depends where you are, what state you're from. You know, like you can you can form something like that. Correct. So, and I mean, that's that kind of what I don't believe CCA and these other well, people were supposed that, to be. But that's doing? kind of my point. Like just for instance, and I don't know this to be true. I haven't researched this yet, but like the commercial guys probably have a better either they're organized better, Correct. they go to more fins and what was it? Fins, finfish, finfish meetings, yeah. uh, or yeah. they go to Jackson more often with a group, maybe not themselves, right? And maybe the rec guys are or just, just like recreational. Just, yeah. Yeah. And, they just complain they, about it and don't do anything about it. And they're not organized, right? Yeah, and that's why probably. I say, like, if we could organize a get together, a town hall meeting, or whatever, uh, to at least get that process started or get those guys in the same room together, you, you may yeah. see some change. Correct. If you have a singular word and a singular. Oh, uh, hold on, let's see. Uh, hold on, Trevor. I was friends with all Long these people, and I don't think I am anymore. Oh, shit. Okay, hold on. There we go. Ronald did it. Here, Ronald, I don't know if he just knew that or if he's Googling well, while like, 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 we're Oh, Google. Yeah, yeah serious talk. Don't, means it, don't, Google. Don't call Google. them. He yeah. said that right. Google's look, female. He, no. She knows everything. Look, I love it. Look, seriously. That's awesome, Ronald. For Way to us go. to bombard them with questions tomorrow. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to have a plan. You have to have it thought out, and you have to have numbers. So well, don't just call up there tomorrow and say, 
hey, I heard a podcast say that you were the person I need to complain to, and this C- is it. A couple things about that. You're right, but here's the thing. All of this is public knowledge. Correct. Right? Yes. This is all on yeah, the internet. We haven't this, done we anything. We have not yeah. covered anything yeah. like, at all. Right. But uh, sometimes it, when you bring it to light, it's like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I have correct, a voice. Correct. And so I know I'm going to get a bunch of texts yeah. like tonight, tomorrow. No, no, no. Wait, no. Wait, <laughs> one, <laughs> one person complaining is not going to do no. and here, 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 Here's another thing. Here's another thing, and, and you know this, like federal employees – are paid by tax dollars and they work you already said that they told you you're a customer how'd you say it earlier a customer service customer yeah. service right that's their job is to answer these correct. questions correct so unless you're just being an asshole about it and you know typing vulgarities in your email if you're asking they should respond they yeah. should they should and if they get if they get 20 emails tonight uh you know then they know that there are people out there who care about that. Correct. When you talk about an issue, uh, and I've dealt with this in other categories that have nothing to do with the outdoors, if a legislator gets 10 emails about something, That's his job. especially at the state level, no, 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 no. He knows that there's something going on. No one calls their representatives. Right. No one calls their yeah. supervisors. So if 10 people do specifically on an issue, that's a lot, and it will get their attention. It gets talked about, right? yeah. And, and that's what they're there for. Squeaky wheel. Right. You know, it, a lot of it is also a conversation. You know, you get a fisherman on the phone as like uh, a scientist or a manager, you can talk to that person. Hey, why are you doing this? Well, let me explain why we're doing it. And it helps to open up those doors and there's an exchange of knowledge. You know, I've always worked on like commercial boats. Um, I enjoy working with the commercial um, sector. Uh Um, And I've been on boats where it's like, oh, you're just here to shut us down. I'm like, no, no, I'm not here to shut you down. I mean, I like to eat seafood. I like to eat U.S. caught seafood. Right. U.S. caught seafood yep if you're not out there going to restaurants and asking where your seafood f- is from you're part of the problem i did it at a um i'm not going to call them out because i like this store but i picked up a bag of shrimp they looked decent they were very cheap and as i was walking by when the guys were working there i was like are these gulf shrimp and he was like <laughs> and i went yep dropped them back down and walked straight we're out. talking about i go to restaurants if i go order a grouper sandwich i want to know what kind of grouper and where is it from because well, usually they won't you, lie because they're so taken aback by it. I was gonna say I bet I bet like the poor waiter or waitress is like uh, they're like I gotta go talk to the chef. Yeah, like, soda. Uh, it's fish with yeah. like a like unicorn. Yeah, I got it out of the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Most places will answer you because they're okay. usually so like taken aback, and then they're usually like, "Well, why?" I'm like, "Well, I'm a fishery biologist, and I like to support there our U.S. Boom. fishermen." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brent Owen said, "Let's lighten the mood." Uh, does she prefer freshwater or saltwater? Saltwater. There, yeah, there we go. Freshwater or fake fish to me. It is. It's not even it's real. I, I always refer to real. it as like kissing your sister. <laughs> it's it's kind of the same, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Terrible. Freshwater uh, is like kissing terrible. your sister. I, I will admit, like, I do not eat catfish. Yeah. Okay, no, I like catfish. I like freshwater catfish. Oh, here we go. You know, he's a, he's a catfish no. man over here. Freshwater catfish guy. Oh. I ain't talking I like pond rays. Well, yeah. I like going fishing. I'm, I'll go fishing for them when it's like the only thing to do. Yeah, yeah. when it's not sticking Kobe and triple tail. Right. I don't eat catfish. I, oh, there. I, I did jokingly. Yeah. I mean, they're real fish. It's like but kissing like, your sister. It's kind of the I, same, but it ain't. If I'm going to go out on the water. <laughs> you're not making a South Mississippi podcast look good. Yeah, you're, you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. already been stereotyped. Yes. Uh, Spavi, was it, did that answer your question that you was texting earlier about, was it the reef? No, what was it? Go shoot it out. You want to just jump right here and sit down? <laughs> I know you're not afraid of the camera. I, I play bagpipes, so it's hard for me to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody on the lives like, what, what is this? Yeah, right there. Don't sit, Don't on, sit them. on them. Yeah. Let's see. 
Well, you're not going to be recorded because it's too late. But keep, uh, just, uh, just ask the question. Yeah, just ask the question. No, no, put, put the, the damn, damn thing on. on. Like, just throw it Golly, on. Yeah. Golly, Spyman. Yeah, go ahead. Throw it. Throw it. Nice throw hat. On her. All right. Oh, you're not on. Well, it's because he's – hold on. I Try it now. No, nope, it can't. It's not going to work because we're already, no, already recording. Well. Sorry. Just ask her the question, and I'll repeat it for everybody. So the question I have, as far as the mm-hmm. – Yeah. So, question I have like something or as like FAQ still out there, like a transfer elevation box. Mm-hmm. They go out there because they're already established. Yeah. There's no. How often do they scan it and update them? Yeah. Yeah. So we're building these things, shipping them to Alabama. Why are they not being bought by our local porters for our local fishermen? Yeah. I think we did we, t- did we touch on that? There? Yeah, a lot of much it's money. money. Yeah, yeah. The personnel going out there to like monitor right. and like scan it. You know, it's, it all takes money. Yeah. It all takes time. You know, it's not even just Yeah, we we hit we hit on that. that was a that was a bullet point that we talked about earlier. We hit on that. So, my, my question is, <laughs> if it's a money thing, we have enough recreation. Nobody can hear him. That's what sucks. He more money, money yeah. To like bring money in to the legislature or whoever needs to build these things to have them dumped in the same area where they're already established. That's a good point. Yeah. What Spivey's saying is that uh, he knows enough people around here who are concerned. Four about of that. them. Yeah, four people at least that that yeah. we could, but that's th- that we could take in and put reefs that are already in spots that are. I, I would guess it's probably different funds. Well, yeah. like we There's can't like, have a yeah. fish fry and uh, bring the money to the DMR and say, "Hey, build a reef." It's probably got to come like from something else. A singular right? pot, you know, some of it's got to, and I don't know, the behind the scenes of like legislature and government. I don't understand how the money. I'm sure it goes that way and like yeah. trickles down, yeah. and um, you can give a singular pot. But what happens when you got to now monitor that reef for 10 years? Are right. they going to, are you, right. I know, but it's, once you change it, you now still have to monitor it. Right. Well, right. And do you have the money to pay for that for the next 10 years? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. No. Hey, uh, Mississippi. Everybody, everybody's going to fizzle out yeah. after the first Brent, two years. Brent, his, his audio is off because we already started the recording, so I can't turn it on. They're, they're wondering why, they can't hear anything you're saying. So, uh, he's got a face for radio anyways. Yeah. But we touched on that, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to get a meeting set up together, and you're going to be head of communications yes. director for We just it. delegated you. Yep. I and, mean, uh, I think it's good to sit down and be like, we want to expand or we want to um, like alter or take care of. Mm. What will it take? How much money? What, you know, what do we need to put in place to get this ball rolling? Right. So, As a unified nobody can voice. Hear you. I, can, I can hear you because I'm sitting right here. Yeah. But the live is so, freaking everybody so, out. So, one just the, so he, can, he can translate. <laughs> so, one of the points I have is you're talking about such as. Uh, Sorry, guys. Like uh, research and development. Once you unlock Spider, you can't. You're not going to get him like out of here. Research and development, and you're talking about like, monitoring these. Yeah. They're established. Why do you continue? 
She's saying if you change if the you reach, change it, it has to be monitored. You know, if you throw things on it. Because if they're going to permit you, that, that allowing – and I know you're like, it's already there. What does it matter? If the federal government or the state DMR allows that to happen, it has to be documented. They have yes. to know where it went. And then what she's saying is what I'm picking up. Once that happens, you have to monitor it for X amount of time. Yeah, and I'm not sure what it is in Mississippi. It's 10 years in Florida. Okay. Yes, it is so yeah, 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 yeah. That was got, FH what? Yeah. But, but that they, will have to be but monitored they didn't, now. They didn't put the... That, because they have to wait two years. The Hermes, really? that's right. Yeah. He's saying that the, the, Hermes, the Hermes was just sunk not too long ago. Why? Those numbers are not out there yet. It has to be there for two years. Because, they, because they they're have, monitoring. Yes. They're, oh, okay. You know, so you they don't want fishermen on there. Yeah. Just, so if they yeah. put right. it in a, in a spot and they don't want to kill the brute spot... They're letting that that artificial grow. reef grow and yeah. get some sort of life on it. But if you like put the number out there and fishermen on it, you're never going to establish a habitat. Okay. Is that, that's a, is that what Spivey's talking about yeah. right now? He, fishing everybody banks? in the comments is like, why can't we hear him? Yeah. So can uh, you want to just feed us the questions and we'll, and we'll do it that way. So the fishing banks, the gold fishing banks. Yeah. Gold fishing banks, $10 a month, $10 a year. Yeah. We have a thing once a year where it's a big, Okay. Okay. All right. So, like, we Join the Gulf Fishing Banks is what Spivey's saying. Yeah. yeah and, and a lot of other stuff that order, we're not repeating. Right. Yeah. In order, to get everything, <laughs> in order to get everything established with our reefs, Gulf Fishing Banks is huge in that yeah. coalition. Yeah. So, right. we talked to Heath, um, and Heath is a, is one of the, the divers around here. And, they're, and what Spivey's saying is absolutely correct. The Gulf yeah. Fishing Banks is a great. I don't know if y'all work with them, if y'all know who I'm they sure are. I'm sure they did. I did. Yeah. So th what they do is that they're kind of like the voice, but the, the gold fishing banks, and I don't mean this in a rude way, they're getting older. They're, the Most of the, the, the presidents and stuff like that, we need younger blood mm -hmm. in the gold fishing banks. So that's if all you're fisheries. looking, yes, there's, there's no voice unless you have numbers. Like right. you could be the loudest guy in the room, but unless you got 10,000 people behind you, nobody's going to listen to you. So right. mm -hmm. any chance you get to number up and man up or woman up or whatever you want to call it and have right. people behind you, right. that's, that's what, what you should that's be what doing. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's what earlier. Yeah, and ten dollars a month. I mean, ten dollars a year. You can't do anything for ten dollars a year. Wait, let's get into uh, the Bonnie Carey thing. We got people asking about that as well. Okay. Uh, before we wrap things, I'm gonna, up. I will yeah. say I okay. have to tap. I don't want to throw my previous job under the bus, so right. I'm going to tap tiptoe, tiptoe, tap dance, yes. tap dance a yep. little bit if I have to. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, Bonnie Carey loads of fresh water into the Mississippi River, ends up going into the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico for gets, an extended period of time. For an extended yes. period of time, uh, Gulf of Mexico gets flipped, flipped upside down, almost turns into brackish water. Um, algae blooms, fish kills, all kinds of stuff Salinity like that. Just plummeted. Salinity plummets. Oh um, yeah, which yeah. which we have regularly in the summer because we have striation where like we the what do you call them jubilees? Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the same. But, but red that's tide. No, no. The Jubilees have nothing to do Correct. with the red Correct. It's a lost oxygen where yeah, all the fish come in. Yeah, they just suffocate and are trying to like. Yeah. Right. It's very sad. Yeah. Struggling. But it's, they're, they're yeah. cool to see. Yeah. It was, a, it was a weird thing when I first moved here and people were like, the Jubilee's coming. And I'm like, right. are we all going to go out in like skirts and dance? Like what? It? And yeah. they're like, no, the fish all come up and we pick them up. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's always plumes of low oxygen in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Right. Right. They well, there's always around. that. And there's that dead zone. Right. From the, the, the Mississippi River, there's a, there's a dead zone that like. 
fluctuates each year. Yeah, and that's that's. I mean, you got to think everybody. Uh, you know, all the farms, all the farms that use fertilizer, all the boat traffic that goes up and down. You got oil, gas. You got everything that you can think of coming out of the Mississippi River. Yep. Once it hits the Gulf of Mexico, everything around it's going to die. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a big spot out there that everything's yeah. dead. The dead zone. We know right. about yeah. it. You know, it's studied and monitored and all that stuff. Right. Uh, because mm-hmm. there's so much nutrients yeah. when you when you put all that fertilizer like pumping nutrients and then the like algae take the nutrients and they bloom and then they lose the nutrients so they die and they suck all the oxygen out yeah but but bonnie Carey was a man-made event is is the is the real issue with it which yes. is why you know one of the reasons why people have such a problem with it um because it could have been prevented in a lot of people's eyes or why to prevent Louisiana's residential areas because wasn't it residential or was it's, it agriculture? It's all flood. It's to right. prevent New Orleans yes. from flooding. Correct. Basically, correct. Why did that have to get dumped onto correct. the Mississippi? Everything from tourism to fisheries yes. to oyster farmers to I mean even and, people well, I mean, like I guess, rent Airbnbs. Right. Think about that. Like well, there, I, there was also such a negative, um, like media, that you and it's like oh it's dead it's you know there's algal when you as soon as you say harmful algal bloom. It kills tourism. Right, right. Exactly. Because everybody knows Nobody about red tide in Florida. Right, yes. right. And, that, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a little bit I learned about it was that the Secretary of State in our state has jurisdiction over a lot of that stuff. I didn't realize that. Because um, it was, um, oh man, I forget who it was at the time. It's Michael Watson now, but before it, um, it'll hit me in a second when I'm not trying to think about it. Anyway, he was heavily involved with it. Um, yes. Um, but there's lawsuits now. And yes. uh, there, uh, and there will a, be for a long he's time. He's a governor right now. It's going to yeah. piss me off. I, I don't uh, know, dude. I'll look it up. Uh, but anyway, there's a lot of lawsuits over that right now, and it does say that the Louisiana version of whoever was in charge of letting that corps—it was the Army Corps of Engineers—they yes. yeah, yes. didn't consult Mississippi like they should Correct. have, and I think there some punitive damages are on the way. Yeah, well, right? I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard that Mississippi is now going to be a part of the discussion. Going right. forward. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it was, is because you got another, because it's just levees, it's just dams. Delbert right? Hoseman. Yeah, Hoseman. Yeah, thank you. God, and sorry, one Delbert. of them's in Baton Rouge, and one of them is in further north that they could stop yeah. off to. And so what they did is shut the gates and then let everything run down. Right. To complete, which, I mean, I'm. It sucks. It sucked for Mississippi. It sucked for our fishermen. It sucked for everything like that. But you're talking li- loss of lives if that. If New Orleans floods, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, You're talking no, about loss of lives uh, compared to fishing. You, which you, I think if it would have been like pulsed and put both ways, pulsed instead of correct, like yes. correct, waiting, correct, letting correct. it go, it was open for I think like two months. all I did when I moved here. So I moved here May. I started sampling May of 2019. Mm-hmm. All I did for the first three months was sample. Yeah, every morning. Well, right. Louisiana definitely said. We don't care about Mississippi. Correct. We care about Louisiana. We care about New Orleans. Correct. Right. So why couldn't we just put it in trucks and ship it to all them drought areas in California? I don't <laughs> we got think there plastic bags. Yeah, <laughs> five gallon buckets, man. Comes, we're gonna we're gonna fix this problem. No. It comes yeah. down to money again. Exactly. 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 No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true too. He's but then it comes jobs. down to money again. Yeah. Great job. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how do we, how do we, how do we stop that? I mean, what do we do? I mean, I know there's the levees that are up north. Well, that's a little out of Noah's jurisdiction, right? Right. Out of mine. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't, I don't, I don't like planning. Yeah. It's a lot of, right. Exactly. So, and I don't, you know, I don't completely understand the, um, like why they don't pulse it more like, you know, so you're saying run it for a day, cut it off for a day. Yeah. Or maybe like a little bit shorter terms, like 
you know, a little bit of water, a little bit of water instead yeah, of like right. all the water for an they, extended they, period of time. I would assume they didn't have that much time, Volume. right? Volume. Yeah, they didn't have enough time. Yeah. But I mean, the Mississippi River. Which also Miss- comes to that term, and I, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for using it. There's a climate change. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of water. There yeah. was a lot of snow. So what it was, there was a ton melted, of snow. Yeah. Yeah. It melted and it filled, you know, that area. And we had a bunch of rain, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, too. that was a very wet yeah. year. Yeah, it was raining like every Yeah, that was a, we went riding and it was like, we could we, we sunk the four-wheelers. Yeah. It was like Red Creek was completely flooded. Yeah. How bad did you see it when you were, you said you were tested every day, salinity-wise? I mean, I... Oh, that was on the it, news. It got down yeah. to like almost zero, one, if I remember. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. Out in the West, it was like one, zeros. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It oh, oysters, oysters can't yeah. move. Where, where do you, where the fish just? They went move if west. they can. Yeah, yeah. East, they, west. they go out golf. You know, they right. try and move as much as they can. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of dolphin deaths. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure that's in the news. You I'm know, I'm sure that interrupts their. their they yeah. have places they know where to feed, right? Well, that the dolphins. Up there. No, I'm talking about like fish. Oh right? well, I know yeah. the dolphins here are like a, like a native population. Yeah, right. they're not like wandering around. Yeah, so they live here. Right, right. You know, and then they were like just stuck. Yeah, exactly. What um did y'all see any freshwater species move in? Oh yeah, when the saltwater moved out. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it was bass on so, yeah. <laughs> cat island, <and laughs> saltwater catfish. Really? Yeah. yeah. He said catching bass and sort of. That's one thing I like about the Pascula River during the winter time. You can literally catch green trout and speckled trout in the yes. same spot because yeah. they're you know they're in there breeding and. Yeah, stuff. we started a program where we were starting to sample with within the river systems. Um, to look at species changing during the winter and summer, and well, bass, yeah, green trout, but they're a trout. It's yeah. a trout. same thing as a green trout, yeah, man. But you were that. Oh, well, I mean, I was just trying go. to be scientific with the Noah. Oh no, person. green trout is like an endemic thing to hear. That's yeah. like um blackfish. I've never heard that anywhere except yeah. here. Lemonfish. That's also a thing here. Yeah, yeah. Panama blackfish, City. triple tail. Yeah. Yeah, I was like you. It's one I hadn't heard a lot. Yeah, yeah you never heard of blackfish before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, blackfish. What uh was is there any topic that we didn't that we didn't cover that you know from your side? I, I like the way you let off with like saying you know if you're doing your job right, you're making everybody mad. Yeah, and, and that's that's in jest, but you know it's right. I mean it's it's a your task with the job that no matter how you do it, it's gonna somebody's upset gonna be mad. Some people, but I do believe that conversations like these, uh, yes, town hall meetings, uh, you at the dock talking to that fisherman, explaining that hey, I'm not here to just take your days away or your fish away or yes. ruin your recreational charter business science i'm tr- we're trying to preserve a fishery here because we're facing a problem that humans haven't faced i would say ever really that that our technology is so good down here mm-hmm. now that we can well, just yeah, completely mean, destroy and have in and a in lot a of ways very already. short amount of time yeah. you know you're we're not looking at like you know they fished for whatever the same way for hundreds of years we're in the last like ten years, and we're seeing a complete change Absolutely. in the technology. Well, even the schooners, right? When they came out, whatever what, early nineteen hundreds, they were just like hauling them in because of the ability that that gave them. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what well, I'm I mean, yeah. well, think about this, and we thought about this the other day. Is in nineteen, like I talked about earlier, nineteen eighty, nineteen ninety. Where are you going? Forty miles, maybe. On a full tank of gas, right? Exactly. And then you got to have a daggum five, a fifty-five gallon of oil to fix them two strokes. Mm-hmm. Now you can reach. They're so energy efficient, and, and right. you're, you're talking fuel about. Fishing. You brought up the swordfish. Swordfish was pretty much unknown. Oh yeah. To anybody except in Florida, because yeah. off of Fort good. Lauderdale, you just go out right less than ten miles at night, and you're you're in the Gulf Stream. Yeah, and right. now in Venice or in Mississippi, you can go on right. a charter and right. catch a swordfish, which oh, is yeah. pretty much. 
unheard of yes. back in the day. And they taste really good. You, you oh, like they're I delicious. Love, oh, I love I swordfish. I hadn't, I hadn't had them until recently. Oh, yeah. They're legit. You know what else yeah, tastes like a swordfish? he was the same. He yeah, hadn't I had, had it. Had Mako. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can't taste it. Right Don't take my word for it. Yeah. Man, right back to the Mako. Yeah, well, look. I think swordfish is absolutely delicious. You can't beat that. Yes. What's, what's, uh, what's on the horizon? Marlin? You like it? No, I don't like yeah. it either. What's on the horizon for you in your career? Um, So I've just been offered a new job. Again? Yeah. Moving, Moving again. Okay. on up. Yeah. I don't know if it's up, but it's going back on the water. So like right now with management, a lot of management is paperwork. in the office, paperwork. Uh, okay. Um, I was just offered a position to go back out, and we're actually going to start, there's talk, about bringing cameras to Mississippi. Those, those the pods. The camera ponds yeah. and okay. looking at our reefs and our... Uh, forty thousand a piece. Cool. Okay. And and what? what so now now it's starting. You know, like when I start telling you prices of what. If we don't if you don't lose them or you don't right. bust, you know, yeah. working, I mean, working on water is expensive. Oh, no. Right. The technology to get on the water and study it is expensive. Yeah. 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 Bust out another thousand. That's, That's right. right. Um. So you're you don't like the behind the scenes desk? No, stuff. I'm you a water person. Spray in your hair, I get out yeah, there. I, yeah. I, I used to go out in those long liners, twenty-seven days. You know, setting whatever. I love it. Well, so, okay. I mean, so y'all are both salty because he's out most of the time, and you're yeah, out. Yeah, I keep it quiet, but I'm probably saltier. Oh, really? Shots fired. So like, Shots fired. So my my one year offshore, I spent 124 days offshore. Ooh, wow, we and I still lot. paid rent. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, really. and I would do it again. I love it. I love it. Well, once uh, it gets to your veins, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a famous quote that's like, um, the first sign of like sea fever is like waiting for the big blue. Yeah. It was a uh, Linda Greenlaw. She was on the the sister vessel to Andrea Gale. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jason Lee Tort in the comments and he said a uh, great job from a fellow oh, Noah Noah employee. He said a uh, great show. So we appreciate we've been talking yep. about doing one like this for a while. So we we really appreciate you coming on and doing. Yeah, this I had to get out of the um, bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's, it, it's been almost three years in the making. Absolutely, talking to you. Yeah, guys. it's been yeah. a while. But yeah. um, you know, with government comes a lot of like. You gotta have There's the red tape. You gotta all, have you know, the handcuffs. Right. I just got into a position where I could come out and and this is good. It gets people knowing that like. We're not just there to shut everybody down. Correct. We're doing the work to like make the best decisions we can. Yeah. And it's actually coming from somebody who knows it instead of somebody saying, well, I heard. Correct. Or, oh, no. Correct. I, yeah, am, I'm, I was out there pulling nets, dropping cameras, pulling long lines in, right. working up swordfish. You know, I worked up a ton of the, like the gag study I talked about. I yeah. helped a lot with that. You know, I'm on the water trying to make things better i love it i i um like joey said it, it's nice to have somebody here that that's been in the trenches so yeah, to speak it's and, like and we knows. get charter boat captains in and then we're like why is this well it's oh, one-sided you know one yeah. yeah we don't want to be one-sided and um but how so how do we penetrate dmr for people that are still at dmr just go through the appropriate channels yes, we yes. talked to some of them at the boat show and that's what they said make sure like follow a formal request correct there's that ladder you got to go to you okay. know yeah. calling um you know just Getting that conversation started. Okay. Right. Um, if you really want to make a force and a change, you need to like come together, have a singular yeah. word or mission. Yep. Um, and I think that's what the fishing and you have banks to be realistic. are trying to do. Correct. Yeah. So if you, if you don't if you haven't found them yet, go, if you're on Facebook right now, look up Gulf Coast Fishing Banks. They have a Facebook page. It's a group. Uh, it's a group. Yep, yeah. Join and the group. Uh, it's ten dollars a year. And they're looking for new blood, and uh, we're I've joined, or at least I hope so. Heath was supposed to join me the other night. Yeah. But 
it, it, I mean, this is your family. This is your livelihood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is what it's going to be. So if you want a voice in it, like I said, the loudest person in the room means nothing if and you don't have 10,000 really people behind them. If you yeah. want our fish, you know, our like commercial fishing, our recreational, is to get the youth involved. Yes. Yeah. Because there's not young kids going into commercial. Who's going to, where are we going to get the U.S. call it shrimp, the golf call it shrimp? Yeah. You know, who's going to go out there in long line for U.S. caught swordfish? Right. Right. You know, get, get the youth involved. It's yeah. kind of like like the the profession I'm in. I teach carpenter carpentry, and like carpenters a dying trade. Fishing yes, is a dying trade. I tell, tell you one you know thing. I'll tell you one thing about the beauty of this country is the free market will solve that because if there's a demand for it, and somebody's going to go people, back in it. Yeah, the, the the pay for it will go through the roof, and, yeah. and people will start doing it again. Yeah. that's just how it is. So. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Great. Spivey, we're awesome. going to get you a mic the next time yeah. it works. We're going to get yeah. you. He's got it on his yeah. head right just now. Shake, just shake your head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. At least he can hear it. If right. it ever comes up again and you have more questions, I, I love doing this kind of stuff. I yeah, love doing absolutely. it. I'm that scientist that likes to talk. Well, good, good. And any, anything you got coming down the pipe for you, whether it's the new job or whatever, anything cool you find, photos, tag us, send it to us. Let we, us we know. We love to have it. Okay, Spivey's yeah. saying that uh, don't forget tails and scales is accurate. Do your reporting and actually do the it accurate. The reporting allowed for a bigger catch. Yes. It's not only that, we got to fish longer. Yes. And we got to fish longer. If yeah. you give the so. scientists, yeah, it did. It was they a just shut bit it down. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, go ahead. But if you give the scientists and managers the best information that you have, we can make the best information and decisions to put back on you. Right. Yep. You know, but so, if you lie or, or not reporting, under mis- report, yeah. under, you know, it's going to affect us. And there's correct. nothing that we as managers can do. Right. You know, we're relying on the fishermen, the community to help us. It's not only that. Some things that I read, talking about reporting. It's counting. Yeah. Yeah. It's more accurate. Yeah. yeah it's more accurate. Were you, were you listening when you were sitting over there? I mean, we just went over there. <laughs> we said, we exactly you, said that. He was on the phone. He was on the phone. We said exactly that. Spidey yeah. doesn't listen yeah, to 20 Spidey. minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, camera. DMR did a really great job with Tails and Scales. They yeah. actually have gotten awards for it. Really? That it's it's one of the best in the golf, if okay. not the best. It's inside the brown water. Hey, you can find it on the brown water <laughs> app. That's where it's at. Like, that's where we're going to end it. Thanks, everybody yeah. that watched on the live, the replay, and then pod, uh, on the podcast. Show. That was a great, great show. show. We appreciate every single one of your comments. Uh, that means a lot to us. It lets you know you're engaged in what we're talking about. Yep. And again, Tiffany, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I, thank you, guys, and thanks, you know, all the questions and stuff. Yeah, I really doors always it. open. That, exactly. Yep, doors right. always open. We'll see you all in the next one. Later. Later. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. We're excited to announce that we just launched our very own Brownwater Banter app. That's right. It's free to download in the App Store or on Google Play. Whether you're an iPhone user or an Android user, it doesn't matter. It's free. Download it now. Stay connected with the Brownwater universe. Inside the app, we have links to the Tails and Scales login, the marine forecast from NOAA, tides and currents, radar, a list of all the bait shops here on the Gulf Coast, Everything you could need for a day out on the water, having fun. We've also got all the Brownwater social links right inside the app, connections to our merch shop. And if that wasn't enough, we've also built inside of it a country radio station. That's right. So you can listen on the go. I'm sure it'll evolve over time. Right now we're calling it Brownwater Radio Music for the Outdoors. So download it now, check it out, and we hope you dig it.